0: Ladies and
1: gentlemen, are you ready for the commercials, no subscriptions, no network, no rules, and at the end of the day, my friends, no comparison. Happy holidays. Uh, happy pre-Thanksgiving. You all right over there, Bruce?
0: Yes, I'm here.
1: All okay. right, all right. I need you to get off the speaker when you get a the chance. Uh,
0: there
1: you go. No worries. Uh, as you can hear, uh, we are back with the 10th annual But all of america rucks giving special in which we uh are joined by our dear friend the incomparable bruce Rux. i can't believe this is our 10th year doing it i would have made a much bigger deal out of it but i got lazy uh leading up to this and uh so yeah so now here we are and uh, thanksgiving is two days away so we don't have any choice so. (laughs) so any and all uh any and all fanfare has gone out the window but hey you know It's weird. We started in 2011. Here it is uh, 2020. I I thought maybe next year would be the 10th, and then I looked today and, you know, it's uh, turns out this is the 10th one, so, but it's not like the 10th anniversary, so who the fuck, you know. I guess I don't even know how that works. But anyway, that's it. This is the the big special. Uh, I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. I'm sure I'm going to say that again at the end of the show. Um, You know, as I Always say this is sort of like the kickoff for me for my holiday season. Um, you know, once I once I record the uh, Rux giving special, you know, you pretty much Thanksgiving's pretty much on the way. Then you just gotta tie up a few loose ends uh, the next day, and you know that's it. So, uh, welcome back to the show, Bruce. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you.
1: Thank you, my friend. Um, yeah, I think we've we've talked about this before in the past that like people. It's really strange. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you how much TV you watch. I bet you would encounter this guy if you watch much TV. But uh, actor comedian Steve Berg is a big fan of Ben All of America. Uh, he's been on uh, featured on the Goldbergs and um, big time on Drunk History on Comedy Central, and uh, and he's a big Ben All of America fan. And I posted the announcement today about the show tonight. And he said uh, that he listens every year while he's making uh, his Thanksgiving stuffing. So that, that that is what it is. It's a real bona fide tradition to the Benal of America listeners to uh tune in to Rux Giving as they're getting ready for Thanksgiving, as they're trying to avoid their family, uh on Thanksgiving or, you know, maybe as they're driving to or from grandma's house for the holidays. So it's an honor that we become a part of people's lives and uh here we are to do it again for the tenth year. So yeah, that was uh that was pretty much all, all the fanfare I really had to – to uh, kick off the big special. How you been, Bruce? Uh, How's your 2020 been as insufferably bad as everybody else's?
0: Uh, It's been as insufferably bad as everyone else's. (laughs) At least I'm working. So uh, I'm considered a necessary worker. What's the term? Vital worker, something like that. Uh, I process Mexican refrigerators in and out of General Electric Warehouse. But since um, refrigerators are necessary for food storage, that makes me a necessary worker.
1: Therefore, essential an essential English, worker. Essential
0: that's worker, it. that's it.
1: That's it. You're an so, essential worker, yeah.
0: I am an essential worker. I actually have traveling papers, value papers, value <laughs> traveling, your reason for being on the streets, value going. So I do have actual official travel papers, believe it or not, welcome to America, um, which... <laughs> what, do <you laughs> I mean traveled, what do you mean you have travel papers? For, like
1: what? Well, when, You're not supposed to be out and have, about or something?
0: That's right. When we have lockdowns or after 10 o'clock, uh, we're, we're living in a communist state. So um, when uh, Governor Polis demands that we all lock down at 10 o'clock as a curfew, blah, 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 you have to have traveling papers or you know, you'll know you get a ticket or arrested or oh, injured God. or something. Uh, as, as <laughs> we're one of the milder places in the country. You go someplace like, like Victoria, Queensland, they're like the worst fascist dictatorship you've ever seen. They make Hitler look a, like a Boy Scout right now. <laughs> they're busting down they're literally they're busting down people's doors and arresting them in front of their kids. Pregnant mothers. <laughs>
1: Jeez. Wow. And
0: dragging them out of their homes and putting them in prison when they're, you know, scheduled to go to the doctor for, you know, a, a pregnancy exam uh to see how they're coming along. And uh, instead the door's broken down and mom's dragged out in front of the kids and locked up because she said something they didn't like on uh Facebook.
1: Where is this? In Australia?
0: Yep, Queensland, Victoria, Australia. Jeez. It's the worst communist dictatorship in the world right now.
1: Uh oh. All right. Well, we got a listener in Australia, but she's not in the chat room right now, so. Well, <laughs> well she'll, she wants maybe, to jump in and maybe pipe in. Maybe they've taken her away. I don't know. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. Well, it's been it's been tough on everybody. I think so. It's uh, you know I know you have a lot of strong opinions on the COVID. Um, not necessarily. I don't necessarily have the same opinions, but at the same time, uh, you know, if you want to air your grievances, go go for it. I mean, kind of get out of the way. I mean, I I've kind of just roll with whatever the fuck they're telling me because I don't have time to deal with uh, you know. <laughs> if they take uh, me up, you let me put it this do? way. This is kind of my policy on life. If I want to get on the fucking plane, I gotta take my shoes off. So I'm taking right. my. I'm just gonna take my fucking shoes off. I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old, well, too tired, too fat, too drunk to fucking really fight about taking my shoes off. So, oh, no, I,
0: I, I get it. That, <laughs> that's why we're all going to become communists. That's what's going to happen. That is, that's the end goal of all this. That's the whole reason of doing this bullshit. I should introduce everyone to Anthony Fauci. You've never met him. Uh, you've all heard him you know, dictating to us over the airwaves because now we're owned by the medical mafia. But uh, he was actually put into his position in 1984 by Ronald Reagan. In 1985, he was telling all of America and all the world that a husband and wife could get AIDS from being in the same room with each other. And he also instituted the AZT treatment in the hospitals for AIDS. AZT, for those of you who don't know, it comes in a container with a skull and crossbones on it because it is poison. Now, he was the one that decided that was the correct treatment for AIDS. And all the people who died in the hospital of AIDS, they did not die of AIDS. They died of AZT treatment. Even the hospitals knew that and stopped using it. But that was Anthony Fauci, just so you all know who we're dealing with here. Anthony Fauci now has a 100% inaccurate record on everything regarding this virus. He's been wrong about absolutely everything by a factor of 10. He's been using the model from the Royal Imperial College in London, which has failed not three times prior spectacularly, but four. It failed on two different SARS, MERS, and Mad Cal by a factor of 10. And it has failed on this by a factor of 10. So when you hear that 250,000 Americans have died of COVID, trust me, it's more like 25,000 tops. Uh, That, we have hyperinflated figures, which have been created by, and they even tell you this to your face. They say this in press conferences, they tell you how they are lying to you. If anyone has COVID in their system when they die, then no matter what they die of, if they fell off a ladder, this actually happened in one case, the guy fell off a ladder. He had COVID in his system. Therefore, he is a COVID fatality. <laughs> That's how hyperinflated the figures are. It's that ridiculous. So all of this is just straight bullshit. I mean, the COVID is real. Don't get me wrong. And I sent a, um, uh, a satire on Memorial Day to Tim uh, of Tom Hanks giving the Memorial Day address to America for being, you know, a war survivor of COVID. Uh, I apologize to his wife, Rita Wilson, because she was part of that. Uh, Rita actually was one of the extremely few people in the world who had a very, very serious case of COVID. Now, very few people have serious cases of COVID, but she was one of them. Um, she was near death. <coughs> they don't actually come out and say it, but they don't have to. She had a fever of 104 degrees for a couple days running. That's critical. Now, what that means is if the last ditch medical treatment <laughs> doesn't work, then they have to put her in an ice bath they do that carefully, but they have to put them in an ice bath to break the fever, or they will die. Uh, they're in critical condition. Uh, you run the risk any time you do that of putting the patient into shock and killing them. But if you don't, then they are going to go into shock and die because they can't sustain a fever that high for, for too long period of time. So instead, what they did, last-ditch effort, they applied, they applied hydro, uh, hydroxy, hydrochloroquine, hydroxychloroquine. <coughs> See, the beer's kicking in. Uh, anyone who disagrees with anything i have to say just blame me on being drunk later Uh, anyhow there you go so um they applied they applied the HDC treatment to her which is hydroxychloroquine with uh, an antibiotic and zinc and vitamin d guess what cleared right up like flipping a light switch she was just fine now here's the funny thing hydroxychloroquine is the standard treatment around the world for any COVID virus okay and the only reason that doctors aren't using it now, is because Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, the CDC and the WHO all came out and said, oh no, 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 don't use that. That could actually make things worse. And, and Rita Wilson is living proof that that is not the case. Now, most of the doctors around the world are just ignoring them and going ahead and using the HDC treatment as they always have with tremendous success. But you are not allowed to, to hear them talk about that because they are censored. They cannot talk on public media. They're not allowed on YouTube. They can't be on Facebook and Yahoo at this point. If you have Yahoo for your server, your email is censored. If you write anything critical of the party line about COVID or the CDC or the WHO or Bill Gates or any of that, then your mail is not delivered. It comes. It just stays in your inbox with what cannot be delivered. Uh, and that's the reason why. It's been that way for at least a month. So we're under extreme censorship here. And the end game of all of this, this was authored – there was a guy named Klaus Schwab, who was the head of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Uh, He wrote a book called The Great Reset. This is not a conspiracy theory. Many politicians are coming out and admitting this is what they're doing. John Kerry just came out and admitted he's behind it. (coughs) Obama's behind it, which disheartened me terribly. And I guarantee you Joe Biden's going to be behind it. Um, Their idea – is to use the virus. They don't say that it was created specifically for this purpose, but they intend to use the virus to essentially turn us all into communist China, the entire Western world. That is the end goal. They don't say it in those words, but that's exactly what it comes down to. Um, The entire world becomes the property of the state, and the state consists of those appointed officials, presumably elected, and the richest people on the planet. Yeah. And they will literally dictate everything that you will do for the rest of your life. You are their property. If you do not do what they say, you get no money <laughs> at all. Well, you can't work, you can't travel and Bill Gates has actually openly said all this. okay, this is what he's for All and right. this well. is the blueprint they're going with.
1: <laughs> I love you, Bruce. I don't agree with a word of what you just said. I love you, so we'll
0: <laughs> you can look, it up.
1: I'm sure, you can look I'm sure, it up i've seen I've seen a lot of stuff, so it's all it's all good. Well, we'll see what happens. you know we'll see what happens uh Look it up. Don't believe me. Do your homework. Are you happy about the the results of the election?
0: Uh, No, but only for one reason, and that is that Joe Biden is fully in bed with the medical mafia. Uh, Other than that, I don't have a problem with.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just happy Trump's out. So you know, just get it. Well, that's just it.
0: The, The Trump was the turd in everybody's punch bowl, so no one gives a shit about how he gets out as long as he's out.
1: Yeah, he's just too much for me. I can't deal with that kind of stress. So, you know, will you – all right, but based on all this, uh, I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of of what what your take is here. But uh, will you – when they get the vaccine out, are you going to take the vaccine?
0: Absolutely not until they make it mandatory, which they will. It is going to rewrite your RNA. Again, do not believe me. Look this up. It has has mRNA um, technology in it, which rewrites the RNA of whoever is injected with it. Yeah, But that means as it changes the basic building blocks of your existence, okay? And don't believe me. Look this up. Bill Gates is very open about this. One thing i got to say about Bill Gates, he's not a bashful boy. <laughs>
1: yeah. So
0: well, look it up. Check I, could, it out. I
1: could use a tune-up. So maybe.
0: It's going be made mandatory. Maybe if
1: they tinkered with my RNA, I could get rid of this fucking beer gut, too. Do they have a vaccine yeah, well, for that?
0: You know, I don't know. But you've seen the fly, right? Just, you know saying uh, it's not going to be anything that severe but it is going to change your RNA yeah. and change it permanently which is not a good idea and in fact no responsible medical body would ever approve such a thing because there's been catastrophic results using it in lab animals but you know they're going to do it and it will be made mandatory so all of us are going to be medically raped just be prepared for this you will not be allowed to work unless you have been injected with Bill Gates experimental mRNA vaccine just don't don't believe me Look it up. Do your homework.
1: Well, I, I, uh, the contents of the vaccine aside, I think that uh, you're right in a sense where you're definitely going to have to. Um, you're going to have to get the vaccine. I'm just going to get it, so I don't really care. Uh, you know, I will, I
0: will not get it until it comes to my head.
1: Right, right. Well, the thing is, they just announced like one of the airliners just announced you can't. Once the vaccine's widely available, they're not going to fly anyone who hasn't had it. So pretty, you'll see that pretty much everywhere where it's like.
0: You're that's not gonna going to be able to, to become,
1: take a flight anywhere unless you have the vaccine, and God knows what else, you know.
0: That's your, your right. Your kids that's aren't going to be, be able, able to go people. to school
1: unless they have the vaccine, so, that's right. you know.
0: You cannot live unless you have this vaccine. You will not yeah. be allowed to live unless you have it.
1: So I'll just get it. Trust
0: the word allowed. You will not be allowed to live unless you have the vaccine.
1: <laughs> all right. Unless well, you can't work. We'll see. We'll see. This time next year. If you can't, we'll work. If you can't work, you
0: can't live. If you can't work, you can't live. You can't pay your bills, and you will not be able to work if you don't have the vaccine.
1: This time next year, we'll uh, we'll have a good we'll have a good sort of like uh, we'll have we'll have like a good test if because uh, I'll have, I God willing I'll have gotten the vaccine by by Rucksgiving 2021. So if I you know if I like have grown horns or something, then um, you know we'll, <laughs> we'll be able to compare. But
0: if God hates us all, I will have the vaccine too.
1: All right. Well, that's a good. We'll put a pin in this and we'll come back to <laughs> we'll come back to all this next year and find out, uh, you know, where things stand. Now, a guy in the chat room, uh, Chris, he's, he's one of my obsessed Canadian fans. Um, he wants to know, have you heard about this monolith they found in the Utah desert? Uh, yes, a I days have. Ago? What do you think of that? Uh,
0: there was something new on it today. It's definitely not alien, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, why someone put that out there, God knows. <laughs> but yeah, someone put out this, uh, uh, presumably they're a 2001 fan. It's just, uh, I guess, steel, I think is what they identified it as. I'm not sure yet. It looks like steel anyway. It looks like, you know, nicely polished stainless steel. Uh, this is Monolith in the middle of, I think it's the Utah desert? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a helicopter was flying by and happened to spot this thing in a little kind of cove of rocks. And they they doubled back and sat down to have a look at it. Uh, it's about, uh, what, 14 feet high, I think, or that neck of the woods.
1: I saw uh, 10 12 to 12, 14. 10 to 12 feet.
0: Yeah, 10 to 12. 10 to 12 sounds more accurate because I saw two guys, one standing on the other's shoulders, and his head was like just above it. Yeah. So, yeah, 10 or 12 sounds about right. Uh, it's just a it's the monolith, which someone left there for God knows what reason.
1: It's probably an art thing if I was going to venture a guess. Uh, yeah, why, I have no idea.
0: Yeah, 2001 fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's
1: yeah. my guess. I Could think that's be. kind of the. They might have been people wouldn't notice. Right it. Maybe they're hoping people wouldn't find it until 2021. So, who knows? Right there, you go. Yeah, well, it's pretty cool. What's your setting aside the the pandemic as best we can? What's your take on just the, just the
0: pandemic, whole pandemic
1: weirdness of this year? like one of the weirder years we've had in quite some time right wouldn't you say
0: yes it's entirely orchestrated by the world economic forum anyone can look this up and find it out for themselves politicians openly admitted it's going to destroy us all Uh, we are now only able to work if the state says so and it's going to get worse
1: all right well luckily i work from home so if i needed to uh i could avoid getting the vaccine but i want that vaccine in a world of haves and haves nots i want to be the haves um, now, what what's your take on you know,
0: all the-, the thing only has a 0.003% uh, mortality rate. You understand that, right? Even the CDC admits that. What's that? It has a 0.003% mortality rate. Even the CDC admits that, which flies in the face of their hyperinflated figures. Right, That means right. like three per 100,000 come down with it. I mean, three, three per 100,000 die of it, which means it's got an exceptionally low mortality rate. Most blues have a higher mortality rate than that.
1: Um, now, what's your take on the latest happenings in the world of the UFO field? Because a lot of people seem to think that there's a slow inching of disclosure uh, going on with the government. Does I, 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 I have a feeling you may connect this with what's been going on but, uh, with the pandemic, but maybe try not to. But what do you think is what's – the, what's the haps behind uh, all this UFO stuff, you think?
0: Well, the real question being asked there is why suddenly – is the Pentagon admitting to secret programs uh, identifying or, or discovering unidentified aerial phenomena that they had been doing for 10 years before that? Uh, right. Why are they suddenly admitting it now? Why is it coming out? Uh, plainly, this is orchestrated. Uh, Tom DeLong was tossing it out there with his bunch. I, I watched a little bit of his show on TV, which is frankly pretty laughable. Uh, they just keep showing the same Tic Tac UFO thing, and and let's investigate this. Let's talk with other people who've seen this UFO, and you know we've all know what's going on here. Uh, yes, it's an unidentified aerial uh, object of some sort. It defies uh, any uh, aircraft operating capabilities that we are aware of, uh, anything that we can duplicate, which uh, is a fancy way of saying that either someone has got a remarkably advanced technology that they're keeping hidden from everybody else except for that, or it comes from another planet. Uh, I apply Occam's razor, it comes from another planet Pretty simply uh, Why however are they disclosing it now What's what's the reason for that Why suddenly is Trump making a big thing out of the Space Force uh, What does all this mean I don't know uh, It could be that they're orchestrating If they're orchestrating any kind of revelation It's not going to be an open revelation It's going to be that we're under attack by aliens Just you know, be sure of that They've had that on the drawing board for years It's been on the drawing board since the 1950s Or at least the 60s
1: Yeah yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, the last thing we fucking need is a war with aliens.
0: If there was any kind of resistance to what's coming, a uh, war with aliens might push it over the top, you know?
1: Yeah, well, no one can agree on the fucking pandemic, so maybe then America could come together on the aliens, you know? Yeah, you, you may <laughs> think I'm wrong. You,
0: you may so. think I'm wrong, but but admit it, a hell of a lot of people agree with me.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I don't. I, I I disagree with you, but I don't disagree with, you know, that people think that. So, you know, I just uh I try not to worry too much about it.
0: Well, you, you can't know. worry about it. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. There isn't anything anyone can do.
1: Um you know. So, what uh Oh, so the so the pirate museum. I went to the pirate museum. Uh we've talked about this before on the show. Uh the Widow Pirate Museum yes. in uh yeah. it's on the Cape on Cape Cod. It's in uh, – I forget where I was now, but uh, South Yarmouth was where I was. That's where the – they found it on Provincetown, in the round Provincetown area, but uh, that's where it is, the shipwreck. But the museum is in South Yarmouth. It's uh, very nice. If you ever get out to Massachusetts, I'd recommend uh, checking it out. I, I would have taken a whole bunch of pictures, but – it was very weird. Uh, I've seen this in a few museums now lately, um, but they, they had a sign there from fucking, like, National Geographic, who apparently, I guess, kind of, I don't think they own the whole thing, but they, they, I would assume they're kind of the benefactor to the research that's going on there. Um, and they had, like, a big sign that was like, you can't take pictures of anything inside the museum, which was kind of shitty because the museum's full of really amazing pirate artifacts.
0: They want to force you to buy their, um, you know, souvenir stuff.
1: Yeah, but they didn't have anything like <laughs> – I guess they want to force you to buy like a book of pictures from inside the museum, but it's not – you know what I mean? It's like most most places you want to take a few pictures. Uh, the coolest thing there was the – apparently it's the only pirate ship that's ever been recovered, so uh, yep. they had the – they have the chest, the treasure chest of uh, of gold coins and shit. And it's like, as you end the tour, you know, you kind of wind through the whole museum, looking at different stuff, learning about pirate culture, all that stuff, which we can talk a little bit about. Um, And then as you get to the end, there, like, you go into this room, and there's this just fucking giant box, like, covered in fucking gold coins, overflowing with gold coins, um, behind like a plexiglass enclosure, because, like, looking at it, you want to run up to it like a fucking pirate and, like, run your hands through all these gold coins and shit, but I'm sure everybody would want to do that and also steal some of the coins. Those they did have on sale. They're still.
0: not the real coins. Those have been put someplace else. I'm sure those are uh, duplicates.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, even still, they don't want to have to keep replacing the duplicates, so... And sure. they had them on sale in the gift shop, so it's like... Uh, and I have some of those the duplicates of the coins they, they pulled out, but essentially it was like you know, the only known real pirate treasure in the world. So it's pretty like – it's pretty – it's hard to really put into words, but it's, like, awe-inspiring when you're kind of standing there. they have there. any
0: of the silverware? I'm sure they had some of the silverware on display, right?
1: Yeah, they had, like, everything. They had, like, everything down to, like, buttons that they had taken, you know, from – that they had recovered from, like, clothes. You know, the clothes had disintegrated, but the buttons were, like, there and shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. They had stuff like that. What's interesting is the materials – I think you'd really like this. The end of – the tour ends looking at all the artifacts and um, learning about pirates. Then you get to the end, and it's – you get to go into, like, the workshop, which is where they're actually, you know, working on recovering the artifacts and shit. They show you how it's done, and it's pretty – it's pretty impressive, like the stuff has pulled out, and it's like all been concreted it's like like the concrete, like like rock and shit has formed around it in like this um you know low oxygen area, so they have to like slowly fucking take it out of the you know under the sea and then put it in like different kind of water with shit to like break up the concrete. Yeah. Um, and then, like, they had, like, in the middle of the room, they had this huge block of, like, it just looks like looks like a fucking block of, like, dirt. And it's being sprayed with, like, water. And they show how, like, there's x-rays, and inside this block of dirt is, like, a whole bunch of shit. You know, like a whole bunch of stuff they've pulled out. This was, like, August. So they're still pulling tons of shit out of there. Um, you know, and it's just getting sprayed down and slowly... Over, like, you know, a few months, the rock, the, the, you know, the rock, the silty, whatever the fuck it is, like, like, slowly melts away and they get the artifacts out.
0: Yeah, they've so. been working on this for like 20, 30 years or longer than that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's really, really awesome. It's in South Yarmouth, Mass., folks. Check it out if you get a chance.
0: Well, the silverware, the reason I bring that up. Yeah. Uh, about 80% of the silverware recovered from the WIDA has a um, square and compass on it. There's no mistaking the design. Oh yeah, the they mentioned that. Compass.
1: Yep, they did mention that on the tour, yeah.
0: These guys were masons. This this ship was uh it, it went down I think one month or three three months. It went down three months before masonry revealed itself to the world. So what were the pirates doing with the square compass, right?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Um I forget where the theory. I think they. I think they. I don't even know if they even addressed like that question in the tour. They just mentioned, uh, you know. But I guess a lot of the shit. You know, a lot of the shit they had was like cobbled together from shit they stole. So it's not entirely out of the question. They that the they could
0: have gotten it from the Royal Navy, right?
1: The yeah, the uh, the silver was spoils of war and shit.
0: Right. Uh, that is that's an acceptable theory. I would I would allow that on the table. I personally think that no, these guys were just masons. That's why. But, yeah, it's an acceptable theory to say that it was simply from uh, Royal Navy people who were Masons before it had been you know, disclosed to the world.
1: I thought it was interesting. I guess it's kind of like Shang the, – the, the, I hope this isn't – and I don't think this is offensive. The Shanghaying, you know, that expression, Shanghaying?
0: Sure. If, that,
1: if that's offensive, folks, I apologize. I don't know what –
0: If we have to worry about offensive language, tune out <laughs> now, guys, because believe me, you're going to hear a shit ton of it.
1: <laughs> you just told me I have to <laughs> – I got to do whatever I can to make sure I can still work. So let me <laughs> let me well, cover my ass here. Um,
0: there is the woke crowd you got to worry about because you know whatever you yeah, say is going to offend them, and, exactly. and whatever's going to offend them changes daily. Right,
1: right. Uh, well, that's yeah. So anyway, there's a situation like that um, where they, they explained like that the pirates they would take over a boat. Maybe you can talk a little bit about this. Uh, they would take over a boat. And then if, like, there were people on the boat who possessed certain skills or whatever, they pretty much were like, all right, you're joining our pirate crew. Or, yep. yeah, you know, you have no <laughs> fucking choice, pretty much. You're, you're joining. Congrats. You're I, a part of the pirate crew. I can tell you who crew. they
0: kept. I can tell you who they kept.
1: Yeah, talk they about kept, this.
0: They kept doctors and they kept musicians. If someone played an instrument, and especially if they had one, they'd keep them. Uh, because they loved music and they loved singing and they loved dancing. They were doing it all the time. Yeah. And doctors were always in need. So if they happened to pick up a Sawbones, that Sawbones was going to stay with them. And mind you, they'd treat him like a king. He was going to be fine.
1: Right, but, that's what uh, I was going to say. Like, these people, they didn't become, like, slaves on the ship. They just became, like, they just became adopted into the into the community of pirates. They were like, well, you are you know, you're right. part of us now, so let's go. And, you know, I don't know, to each, you know, to each person who's ta- who's taken, I'm sure, has a different perspective on it, but I would assume after a while you just kind of are like, well, I'm a fucking pirate now. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> what else are you going <laughs> to well, do? They, they
0: they would not be prosecuted if they were caught. If the ship was taken by, say, the Royal Navy or anyone else's Navy, those people would not be prosecuted as pirates because that was recognized. It was a recognized practice. They pretty much had a free pass. It was known that they were, if they were indentured servants. They didn't have any choice.
1: Right, right. Um but I think they still got a share of the money and shit. I'm pretty sure like they yeah, would have sure. yeah. Like that yeah. was the interesting other part of it. It was a very democratic society on the ships. Like everybody kinda of, it, it was, was the like most boats democratic,
0: and shit. it was the most democratic society on the planet since uh Sumer and Athens.
1: There'd never been anything
0: like it until then. And those were the only civilizations that came close to it before then. Yeah, <laughs> they were a fully democratic society. Uh, The captain of the ship was only captain of the ship by everyone else's leave, and at any time, someone could challenge his authority, and um, they could put it to a vote, and the captain could be deposed, completely peacefully deposed, and simply replaced by someone else, which, frankly, rather than the bogus impeachment they pulled on Trump, they should have just done that. Uh, An impeachment can be used like a uh, vote of no confidence anywhere in the UK. If they were going to do an impeachment, that would have been the smart way to go rather than what they did. But the pirates were doing that all the time. It was the same with the Indian tribes. They did the same thing, too.
1: Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's, uh, where, where did that come from, you think? Where did that sort of, uh, where did that democracy come from in pirates?
0: Well, originally it came from Sumer and Athens, and my thesis is that the pirates were basically initiated by Fugitive Knights Templar, Uh, Their entire fleet disappeared the night before the coup. I mean, exactly the night before the coup. Uh, Daybreak comes, there's the coup. The night before, all the ships left. They had a fleet of 17 ships. They just disappeared. History does not know what happened to them. We know for a fact that some of them went to Portugal. Uh, Some of the Templars created the Knights of Christ in Portugal. Uh, Some of the Templars went underground and stayed in France. Some of them went to Germany and were absorbed by the Teutonic Knights. Some of them went to Scotland and the Orkney Islands. Uh, where, for one thing, they assisted Robert the Bruce in uh, the liberation of Scotland. Uh, this is There will be a few historians that will dispute that last. Frankly, there are Templar graves that are not disputed as Templar graves in Scotland and the Orkney Islands, and they date exactly to that century and that time. So it's pretty much a fact. The Templars were there during the uh, Scottish fight for liberation. Yeah. So we know they went there some of them went east we don't know where all, where all everybody went but I'm quite certain that they established the underground um, rebellion if you will that was what the pirates were living the brethren of the coast and uh, that's why they have that Masonic stuff they were taught by the Knights Templars. the very skull and crossbone symbol that we all associate with the pirates is a Templar symbol that came from the Templars originally
1: yeah uh, all right. Let me – we'll jump back to the pirates in a little bit, but uh, let's do some listener questions here. Uh, Lauren Coleman, I don't know. You should, you should know Lauren Coleman. So, uh, I do know
0: Lauren yeah, Coleman. Yes, we've never met, but I know, I know him well. Yeah,
1: legend, uh, yes, cryptozoological legend, Lauren Coleman. He wants to know, is Rux a real name? Rux is not in the Scrabble <laughs> Dictionary, but it's in the Urban <laughs> Dictionary. What are the linguistic origins of Rux, closer to the Korean rock group? The Illinois funeral home or the Urban Dictionary meaning. So there's a lot to decipher in that question, but the
0: (laughs) it's a Prussian name. Okay. Uh, I would be interested in knowing what he got from the uh, the dictionary. I'd like to know that. It's a Prussian name. Uh, There, some people think it comes from uh, a part of Silesia, which is called. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, I'm just smoking too much right now. And I've got a hole in my sinus, which is still healing up. Um, there's an area in Silesia, which is a contested land between Germany and Poland, always has been, uh, called the Good Ruck's Land, which is spelled the same way that my name is spelled. Uh, it, it, it was prized farming land, and how it got that name, no one knows, but or at least I've never found it. Uh, but it is a Prussian name, and um, that I mean that's its origin. Yeah. Uh, my dad actually tracked down the original name, which was R U C H, and that got changed at Ellis Island. He may have even found the longer version, but I found that in his notes. So we'd been looking for it for years, and then after mom died, I was going through everything and throwing a lot of stuff out, and I found it. Um, it is Prussian. Uh, it has some connections to Poland and uh, a, a lot of parts of East Prussia. Well, that's the, um, the origin of the name, in any event.
1: Interesting. All right. Well, there you go, Lauren. Prussian. Russian is the answer to that. Um, now, what? How about this question? Now, I don't know this. I don't know the answer to this question. We're gonna get back to pirates because I love pirates now because uh, I went to the pirate museum. So, what the hell? This is such a generic question, but I don't know the answer to it. And I would imagine that if you if you ask the listeners listening right now as they're making their stuffing and driving to grandma's house, they don't know the answer to this question either. So. What ha- Where the hell did all the pirates go? I know there's, like, Somali pirates, but that- that's, like, different, you know what I'm saying. What, 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 they, the they the classic
0: no pirates. Going. Right, right. Yeah, the classic pirates, the Golden Age pirates is what we're talking about. Yeah, what, how, where did they amazing. all
1: go? What, what happened with that?
0: They were stamped out. Uh, they were finally brutally stamped out. That's what it took to take them down. Uh, they, they pretty much ruled the seas for, oh, about 50 years, actually, and around 1720, 1725, I think it was 1725 when Black Bart Roberts was finally taken down. Black Bart Roberts was the last of the the great pirates. Yeah. Uh, He had a massive flotilla, uh, and he had a super hate on for all the industrial nations. Uh, The pirates, there are a lot of historians that say the pirates weren't political, where they weren't organized political. I would agree with that. Uh, They did have a preference for attacking Catholic shipping, and – in the case of Blackbeard, he named his ship the Queen Anne's Revenge for a reason. At the time that he was tracked down and killed, uh, he had planned with the governor of Bermuda to offer the services of his fleet to the fugitive Bonnie Prince Charlie in France. Uh, he was actively attempting to do that. So he was as political a pirate as you could get. Uh, and, you know, definitely for Scotland. Again, these guys are masons. Yeah. Um, anyway, what was the original question? I've been drinking. Anything I'm saying that anyone says, oh, that, guy, that guy's crazy. Just say I'm true. There you go. Sorry, hold
1: on. I got a message you're gonna respond yeah, to. Yeah, sure. Um, all right. So they, so that's they got stamped out. All right. So then nobody. Yeah. So what? Well, they're like no. Where were they operating? Not just like kind of on the outskirts of Europe, right? They weren't going back and forth to America or
0: anything. Oh, they were operating everywhere. That was why they were so hard to stamp out. Uh, they, didn't, they weren't centralized. That was their greatest strength and their greatest weakness. Uh, every ship was basically a, a floating Masonic lodge, and they had places that they would meet. They had strongholds. Uh, they had strongholds in Bermuda, uh, in uh, Madagascar, and probably a few places east, uh, so off the coast of Africa and in Bermuda in the Caribbean. And they had a few others. We still find uh, Templar and pirate strongholds occasionally, You know, out, even out around the Philippines. Uh, they got around. Yeah. Uh, so you couldn't track them down. You couldn't find their base and go attack them there. Right,
1: because uh, they were, they like, were on the move. move.
0: That's right. They were constantly on the move. Uh, there was no place that you could just go bomb. <laughs> Plus, you know, like Bermuda, they did have a stronghold in Bermuda, and everybody knew it. They held it for several years. Uh, in fact, one at least one of the governors of Bermuda was in league with them. That was not at all uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the pirates were, first off, there were a lot of people that agreed with them. And second off, you made a hell of a lot of money if you were friends with the pirates. Now, they were going to grease your palms like nobody's business. So for a long time, uh, there was an island in, in, in Bermuda, uh, or there was a place in Bermuda. I'm trying to remember the name of the place now exactly. Uh, it'll come to me. If I hadn't been drinking, it would be right on the top of my head. Um, that they held for years. That was a stronghold. It yeah. kind a of place like, look, don't come here. If you're not a pirate, don't come here. Uh, it, if the Royal Navy wanted to send ships there They'd just take them out yeah. They wouldn't have any trouble doing it uh, So that that was maintained for several years uh, I don't remember the exact number of years That it operated But it was well, well over a decade I'd say And Madagascar was always one of the major strongholds
1: <laughs> So they
0: were they were pretty tough to take down As far as that went You just had to take them down individually as ships That's what they did with, with Black Bart Roberts They just met his flotilla with a bigger flotilla and said, let's take them down, and they did.
1: Interesting, interesting. All right. Uh, Zach Copley wants to know, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but maybe not, but uh, he says, uh, weren't the pirates weaponized by various governments? Did various governments weaponize the pirates to their own ends?
0: Oh, sure. Those were the privateers. That's how a lot of them started. Uh, privateers were authorized by what was called a letter of marque, which if you were a Mason, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, There's something called a Mark Mason. That's where that comes from. A uh, letter of Mark was a letter from a given government authorizing that ship to seize the shipping of adversarial governments. For instance, if you were English or French, you were authorized to basically steal the shipping of France if you were English and England if you were French. Uh, they'd just float up to them and say, hi, uh, you're an adversarial government, we're taking your shit. <laughs> that was how that was done uh that's how a lot of the pirates got started because they got a percentage of everything that was seized it was a form of taxation of another government is what it came down to and all the governments were doing it it was just kind of an accepted policy uh but the pirates they just got tired of that and said let's cut out the middleman and just go into business for ourselves for crying out loud so that's how a lot of them got started
1: um all right now we'll jump back to the list of questions here uh not the Copley was the spur of the moment one. Um Christopher Pinio uh says, he's a frequent listener, he says, I'm pretty sure Trump used to be a mainstay in conspiracy literature. Um he wasn't, so I'm not sure where he's getting that information from, but uh yeah, I'm looking
0: there, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I've never I've been studying conspiracy literature for like over a decade and he, Trump was never in any of it. Um until until the, you know until all this started, um, when information used to be secreted away in things called books, har, har um He says now. <laughs> I'm with that, you on that. Yeah, I'm I, with I agree that. with him there. But uh, even even in the conspiracy books that no one no one was mentioning Trump. Um, now that the conspiracy hobbyists, not writers or professionals, do everything online, how did Trump manage to become immaculate and free from prior conspiracies that used to be attributed to him? Um, I don't know. Well.
0: The short answer. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Answer I, I've never heard. I mean, uh, the only kind of conspiracies I've heard attributed to him beyond post 2015 are are kind of just like he's a shady businessman. So I don't really, you know. But but and the Jeffrey Epstein type stuff. But um, but go on, Bruce.
0: Well, the, the the short answer is what you just gave. He really wasn't part of any kind of of conspiracy when it came down to it. Really, a large part of how he got elected in the first place was a lot of people were following his dream in the swamp business. Um, He was an outsider. I mean, he had connections. Don't get me wrong. Yes, he was connected to Epstein, but so was everyone else. As a matter of fact, he dropped a dime on Epstein um, before everything went down and before he ever was going for office or anything like that. Uh, He had been to – I'm trying to remember the name of Epstein's Island – uh, he'd been there, and he noticed some little squirrely shit. He dropped a dime on the FBI. He um, just let him know what was going on. So, really, most of the stuff that's been ascribed to Trump, uh, everyone's been looking at the wrong enemy for four years. Quite seriously, everybody. Trump was just never that. Trump was never that bad. I don't know why everyone was that crazy against him. Um, he was nothing compared to somebody like W. I mean, come on uh and he was sort of draining the swamp in a lot of ways uh the wall was always a ridiculous idea you have to look at any politician individually you can't just you know assume things about them for any politician you got to get your own scorecard because no one's going to give you a real scorecard you're going to have to dig up facts about them and figure things out and when it came to trump uh i didn't find any real dirt on him frankly nothing serious um, nothing to get everyone all, you know, up in arms like they have been. Um, it's, it's like everyone thinks that Trump was the devil incarnate because the media was constantly, you know, they wouldn't let him up. They wouldn't let up on him. And, um, and that Biden's going to be the second coming. Well, this is just not the case, guys. I'm telling you, you've been looking at the wrong enemy for four years and you're looking at the wrong savior. Uh, wait, just wait and watch, see what happens. Now, I don't know exactly what Biden's going to do. We'll find out. Uh, I'll, I cut any president a certain amount of slack, uh, whether I like them or whether I don't. And that's even after they're out of office and no matter what they've done, including W. I cut all presidents a certain amount of slack because they've got lots of stuff to deal with that you and I just never hear about or we don't hear about for many, many years until after they're out of office. Um, so a lot of that has to be taken into account. Yeah. And Biden's not going to be any kind of huge savior. He will change a lot of things, certainly. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see what he does. I waited to see what Trump was going to do. Uh, I disagreed with a lot of what he had, a lot of what he was doing and didn't disagree with a lot of the rest. And I'm sure the same will be true of Biden because it's been true of every president that I've ever seen in office. The presidents that I like, I have criticisms of the presidents that I don't, I can find at least a couple of good things to say about after the fact, when things start becoming known in later years. So we'll just have to wait and see. But Trump uh, I I never got why everyone was so deranged about Trump except that the media just would not let up on him and, and they would throw anything at him. And it was just automatically believed. I, I've never seen anybody hounded. Nixon was not hounded the way that Trump was hounded. And the fact that he survived everything that he survived as long as he did is frankly amazing. Uh, but conspiracy-wise, I just don't see anything with him. If you have something specific – I mean, if there's some specific thing that, that you believe that he was attached to, throw it out there, and then I'll have a bone to gnaw on.
1: Right. And yeah, Aside from the things I said, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to dump on Pinio too much more, but it's like a, a mainstay in conspiracy literature. No. Like, fucking no. Like, Trump was not a mainstay in conspiracy literature by any yeah, he, stretch of the fucking not even imagination. On the radar. Sorry.
0: I'm mean. not even on the radar as far as I can tell. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Come on. Um <laughs> This is, this is Biden, how I get Biden This is is how I turn the, the listener this is how I turn loyal listeners into into <laughs> lifelong enemies. Well, just that moment Biden, right is,
0: there. Biden is more on the conspiracy theory business and Obama than Trump ever was, frankly.
1: Um now, Lauren Coleman, he may be listening because he shares the urban dictionary definition of rocks here. So uh, Yes, I'd love to hear it. My I best to you, I'm,
0: Lauren. We've never met, but my best to you.
1: There you go. Uh happy Thanksgiving, Lauren, if you're listening. Um all right, so if you're listening, uh, folks with the kids, you know, um, skip over like the next 30 seconds. So, here is, or, or you know, earmuffs. So the Urban De- Dictionary definition of rux, r-u-x, uh, is presumably a man who has a huge dick and will probably kill you <laughs> during sex. Although, although a monster in bed, he can be sweet and loving, and he is always protecting the people he loves most.
0: Uh, and which of my relatives wrote that definition? It
1: says it was written by Rux Kiefer on October seventh, <laughs> twenty seventeen. Do you know a Rux Kiefer? I do not. All right. Someone uh, someone named Rux Kiefer. Rux would be a great first name, uh if I didn't <laughs> if I wasn't such good friends as you.
0: <laughs> well, I was gonna say plainly, only someone who had that name could possibly have said that.
1: Mm. Yeah. So there you go. There's the urban dictionary definition of Rux. Um
0: well, I'm, I'm flattered. It's not true, but I'm flattered.
1: I bet you can be sweet and loving.
0: Yeah, I can be. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So that was that was <laughs> that was that. I don't even know where to go from there. But
0: um, quite a bit of levity for the night, which is is welcome. That's always good.
1: Yes. I'm trying to keep it light given the given the dire state of the world we're in right now. So I think yes. uh, you know, next year at this time, like I said, we'll we'll uh we'll look back. This is just a bad year, man. Everyone's saying it. Although I kind of like
0: It's not ending. It's gonna keep going.
1: Right, exactly. It's not like twenty it's not like as soon as the clock strikes twenty twenty one, everything's gonna be fine. It's like that's people who are like, Oh, the pandemic's gonna be over when Biden wins it's like no, nah, it's Still bad, they well, say. Once, so. once there's
0: a vaccine, Fauci, a good buddy, Fauci, Fauci's already saying that that, that everyone's going to still be wearing masks after the vaccine. This is never stopping. This is never going to end. Yeah, I Just saw that
1: where like, yeah, I saw that where it's like, this is how the vaccine works. From my understanding, get the vaccine, then you got to go back in three weeks and get another shot, um, and then you got to wait like four weeks or some shit, and then you're in the clear. But then you're supposed to still wear a mask, which I still I saw an explanation for it and I'm sure people can explain it, but um you know, uh I don't really like that part of it. But like I don't really see I'm one of those people that's like been really under impacted by this. Um and I'm knock those on the lucky wood ones like me. Yeah, knock on wood. Uh that So to me it's like I don't – the longest I have to wear a mask is like 25 minutes maybe when I go to the grocery store to do my weekly shopping or something like that. It's like I don't have to wear a mask day in and day out for eight hours a day. I can understand why people who have to do that are just fucking fed up with all this. But to me, it's like I barely ever I barely ever leave the house. So to me, it's like I, I, I kind of like the mask. I feel badass. You know, I look like a ninja. So the, no, the novelty all, of the – uh, like what we, we all look like idiots. What kind
0: of age could we – we all look like idiots. What could what age could any bank or liquor store insist come in wearing face masks? What other era could that happen?
1: I know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, my mask is just – I just wear a plain black mask. So it's like – to me, that's – I don't wear like a medical mask. So, um, you know, it is what I, it is. I
0: just wear a paint mask. I wear a paint mask. <laughs> I keep I, it in the car. Uh, just for when I'm stepping into Target, stepping into King Supers, or going into the liquor store, and that's pretty much it. Right. Exactly. Or, or the cigarette yeah. store, or the cigarette store, and that's it.
1: You have a cigarette store? Yeah. What's that like?
0: Look, you, you don't have cigarette stores?
1: No, we just buy <laughs> cigarettes. Smoker at, friendly? We just buy cigarettes at stores, like your you store. Just...
0: Smoker friendly out there?
1: No. What is this?
0: I'll be damned. Smoker friendly? It's a chain. Uh, Smoker Friendly just to handles tobacco products. No, it's tobacco and vaping.
1: Oh, wow, yeah. They don't have anything like that out here. That would be pretty cool. How much does a pack of cigarettes cost Where for your Uh Well, the
0: brand that I smoke is very expensive. It's going to come to close to $100 a carton. Uh, mine are a bit more expensive because there's frankly nothing in them. They're dud cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, they're specialty cigarettes. I smoke them because I don't actually want to be addicted. And I can go a full day or two without and be just fine.
1: You yeah, know? you recommended these cigarettes back when I first met you. I tried yeah, them for a little you, while, but I didn't have the wherewithal to last on that.
0: Yeah, if you want to quit the addiction, they will get you off it. If you smoke only those for three weeks, just three weeks, you will be off the addiction, guaranteed.
1: What's the brand again?
0: Carlton's. I smoke Carlton 100s.
1: Carlton 100s those
0: will get you. Off. Easiest way to get off a nicotine addiction ever uh it it just leeches it out of your system because you're not getting enough to sustain the addiction, but you're still smoking, so you know you feel like you're still smoking, even though you're going through full withdrawal symptoms uh It's pretty remarkable, really, and I still buy them because I like to smoke, frankly, but you know abate things they're actors' cigarettes <laughs> anyway, they are more uh expensive precisely because they're duds, interestingly enough. Yeah. Uh the an, an ordinary pack of uh, an ordinary carton of cigarettes I'm going to say probably now. Uh I'm going to guess it runs about $80 for that neck of the woods.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh it's been so long since I've got I have not smoked a real cigarette in what 15 years or more I think. Yeah. So Interesting.
1: All right, Carlton's Just regular Carlton's. No, Carlton 100s. Okay, I
0: yeah, think Carlton they only 100. come I, I believe they only come in 100s. There are 100s and 120s. I recommend the 100s because the 120s do have actually have a marginal amount more um, nicotine in them. Yeah. And, that's what the least you get. and the least you can get is the 100s. They got nothing.
1: Yeah, I remember when I went to get them. I think the it was uh, a combination of like they didn't. It was like such an obscure brand that every time I went in to tell the kid to get what I wanted, it was just like a fucking. Like uh, like I, like a, like I had to guide him like like he was trying right. to land a fucking plane. Where I'm like, no okay. no, I'm down there, lower third. I can look at him here, you know. It's like he had no. The, and even if I came back in the next day, the fucking kid wouldn't know where it was. So, but the, the little things that set me up. and uh, yeah, the price where it was like, oh shit, I'm paying like two more dollars for these, and I'm trying to quit. So I think I kind of talked myself out of it, but maybe I'll give it another shot. Well,
0: I'm show. telling you, if you want to get off the addiction, you pay the extra money for the three weeks just three weeks yeah I guarantee you if you smoke only those for three weeks you're gonna go broke buying them because you're gonna smoke them like nobody's business you're gonna chain smoke them I was literally salivating when I was lighting up I would light up a cigarette when I already had one burning in the ashtray that's how bad it was Uh, and you go through full withdrawals but you don't notice it so much simply because you're still smoking it feels like you're sucking air through a straw I mean I can taste them now And if I smoke a real cigarette now, I'm going to get a headache. It's going to be like the first cigarette I ever had. Yeah, Uh, I did have one like 15 years ago when I didn't happen to have one with me, and there was someone outside, and he was smoking. And uh, uh, I I said, yeah, sure, I'll take one. What the heck? It was a Camel, which I loved, and I still remember the taste of that Camel. That was the most delicious cigarette I ever had in my entire life. But I had a headache for two hours afterward, and I was buzzing like crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the shitty thing about cigarettes, because, like, when you first smoke them, they give you all kinds – they kind of, like – they really affect you, like, physically. And that's – you know, but once you start – once you become an addict and shit, you never – you know, very rarely, maybe the first cigarette in the morning or if I'm really fucking
0: had a few beers
1: or whatever, uh, I'll kind of
0: (laughs) – It's like the whole mRNA thing, only it doesn't permanently become part of you. It does become part of your system while you're doing it. You can get it back out. That's where i would pissed off about stuff like the mRNA shit because that's permanent. Uh, but yeah, it, it alters your body chemistry, uh, and if if you can stay off for three weeks, it'll be out of your system.
1: Well, it's that sounds. You know, I'll give it a shot. Eventually, I'll try it again. Maybe uh, maybe before the <laughs> three weeks you say. So maybe maybe next October I'll 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 give it six weeks or so before before the 2021 rucks giving and uh we'll see if it works well uh, oh, you'll
0: smoke them like crazy yeah i mean you'll, you'll change smoke them you'll go through so many packs it isn't funny yeah but no matter how many packs you smoke you cannot smoke enough packs in a day to sustain an addiction you just can't do it it's impossible
1: interesting all right um have you ever seen a ghost Uh, my own. (laughs) Oh yeah, you've told that story before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, I've
0: seen I've seen my own, and so have other people. A living ghost. Uh, but no, I've never seen a a ghost other than that.
1: Have you ever been on a ghost hunt?
0: Sort of, Uh, not exactly. I mean, I've never gone with any kind of organized team or anything like that.
1: Yeah.
0: I've stayed in a couple of haunted places and been disappointed not to see a ghost.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anytime you go p- someplace that's haunted and you don't see a ghost, it's fucking bullshit.
0: <laughs> I think that they just like me because I'll just leave him alone. He's okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. There's a part of me that thinks if you even like remotely think about the ghosts, like somehow they can't really, you know, with some exceptions, obviously. But it's like you're more more likely than not going to encounter a ghost if you're aware that there could be a ghost. If that makes any sense. Like, so well, I know they, people
0: they that have seen them uh, I know um, Mae Bonfee's is legend In Colorado and in Denver Especially uh, Mae Bonfee's haunts a couple of different theaters She haunts the Bonfee's Theater that has her name And she haunted Loretto Heights Theater I know people that saw her at Loretto Heights And I'm quite, I'm quite certain they were not lying uh, We had a, an excellent Tech designer who quit <laughs> Because he saw Mae Bonfee's One night when I, he was working late Damn. And He was freaking out so bad he quit
1: um. Yeah. Well, it's ghosts, man. There. Uh, I had a pirate question that popped into my head just now, but it it popped right back out. So I don't know. Uh. <laughs> but ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. It'll I've never back. seen a ghost either, so it's not. Uh, you know, it's not a particularly. It's kind of. I'd like to see a ghost. I think it would be kind of neat to see. But oh, I know what I was going to ask you. There it goes. Pop back in. Has anyone? Has that guy? Because to me and a lot of listeners, in a sense, you're kind of synonymous with the the Aurora shooting because you were there that night on a different yes, theater. Yeah. Um, has now I know the guy's been sent to jail or a mental hospital for the rest of his life, and I think I think the latter, but I'm, I'm not recall. But anyway, has he? Has anyone like heard anything more from this guy? Like, has he kind of like fucking, you know, uh, opened up about what the fuck happened there at all?
0: He is completely off the radar. They took him uh, out of state, I believe, to uh, one of the special facilities, if you want to call them that. Uh, I don't think, not one of what I call torture facilities, those exist. Uh, but I think they took him to a very special maximum high security type place, mostly so they could keep questioning him. Uh, I I know what the official line is. Uh, this guy was state sponsored straight up. If there's really no other interpretation I can logically get that, and I don't see how anyone else could either if they looked all the facts over. Uh, they want to know everything he knows, and if they got to spend their whole lives getting everything he knows out of them, they will. I don't even think they're mistreating him, yeah, but they're going to get everything he knows, straight up.
1: Yeah. Well, what do you? What's your? What's your? Uh, you know? What's your reasoning for? Uh... You know what's your reasoning for that? For that assumption that he was state sponsored.
0: State so sponsored?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's very simple. His apartment complex was so elaborately set up with explosives that the FBI's top experts in explosives had never seen anything like it. They had never even conceived of anything like it. It took them days to figure out how to safely disarm that, and they were not even sure they could safely disarm it. I mean, you know, they were cordoning off blocks because it would take out four blocks take out its own building and the four blocks around it if it blew up. Mm-hmm. That was set to go off before the shooting. He did the shooting at about 12:40. I think it was 12:38 uh, a.m. in the morning. The um, explosives were supposed to go off around midnight, or thereabouts, and they would have, except uh, there were noise complaints. The radio was deliberately left up incredibly loud in order to disturb all the tenants. Now, that was so no one was going to answer the door. Eventually, the landlord was going to have to open the door. As soon as that door opened, pow, that entire apartment building was going to go down, and it was going to set fire to the four blocks all around it. Now, the entire zoo that was at the Century 16 that night would not have been at the Century 16 that night. They would have all been at that fire. And then the shooting, he could have shot up flipping everybody. I mean, he could have shot up every damn theater there. He just could have kept reloading and going from one to another. That was the plan. And then he could just walk away. He'd get in his car and drive away because every single authority in the state, every single first responder was going to be miles away in complex. It was on fire. So I am positive that that was state-sponsored. It had to have been. There was no way that this guy could possibly have come up with that much explosives knowledge, let alone all the equipment and explosives necessary to set something up that elaborate. Just no way.
1: Now, what Zach that well, asked the question, honestly, what states? You say state-sponsored. So, whoa, the deep state, the CIA, or some other foreign country, or what?
0: Who knows? But someone very, very highly hooked up. Uh, my first guesses would be Russia, China, Iran, or Israel.
1: Yeah. Russia, China, China, Iran, or Israel, you say? Yep. Why would they want to do that? Why wouldn't they? <laughs> alright. Um interesting. And so you think he was he was what? It would bro-
0: be retaliation. It would be retaliation for something. Sorry. Or to spark something. Alright.
1: Uh interesting. Okay. <clears throat> Sparks alright. But it didn't happen though, but nothing if something if it sparked something it was uh, under the radar then.
0: That's because it didn't work. The explosions didn't go off. We got yeah. one guy who shot a few people up very badly, and he killed a few people. But he was caught quickly. He would have gotten away scot-free, and he could have murdered everyone there uh, if the plane had gone off the way that it was supposed to go off. It did not. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Um, well, and By the way,
0: if it had gone off, we would not have detected it.
1: What do you mean we wouldn't have detected it?
0: It would have destroyed its own evidence.
1: Like, what do you mean? They wouldn't have known that it was – they they wouldn't have just thought it was like a gas leak, though, or something.
0: Oh, no. They wouldn't have thought that. They would have known that it was, you know, well-planned out and with good explosives, but they wouldn't have known just how elaborate it was because all the elaborate setup would have been destroyed in the flames.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Rube Goldberg machine that would blow up. That's right. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah. Do you think the guy was like – he seemed all fucked up. Like that's the whole argument, right? The mainstream argument is that he was like uh, – he had like a mental break and shit, right? Isn't that kind of the well, I, Yeah,
0: I don't doubt theory. that the guy was fucked up. That's legitimate, I'm sure. Uh, but he's a useful tool. Did he know what he was part of? Yeah, absolutely he knew. There was no way he couldn't have. It was his apartment that they were rigging up, and it would have taken them a long time to rig it up that way. Yeah. So yeah, he would have known.
1: What a jerk. Well – He's behind bars, so that's good. What's your Thanksgiving song? Uh, no, 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 no. Taps, the cranberry sauce, we're having mashed potatoes. Oh, the turkey looks great. Lynn. Thank you for loving me. Lynn. Thank you for being there. Oh, God. Everyone's thanking. Lynn. The whole world thanking you. Stop. Thanking Lynn. us for thanking Stop. you. You're listening to Banal of America Audio. <laughs> cranberry sort we're having mashed potatoes oh the turkey looks great thank you for loving me Glenn. thank you for being there Please. thank you for loving me everyone's thanking the whole Glenn. world thanking you Thanking well. us for thanking you they still we've talked about this before they so they still have a theater there they have an actual theater where he where he had shot up or was just like a plaque or something I wouldn't even have that theater open. I would just keep that as like an open space. But what what is there again? I forget.
0: Well, they rebuilt it so that uh, there's an IMAX in there now. Um, I mean, we have there are regular theaters there, and there's an IMAX, a couple of IMAX theaters. Uh, They used the opportunity to, you know, go ahead and rebuild a bit, which was good for them, but then all this shit happened, so they're going to go out of business anyway. Yeah. I mean, they're an AMC chain. Uh, AMC is pretty much bankrupt and has been since like March, or rather uh, April, I think, April or May. Uh, they announced that they simply were not going to be able to pay their rent, and so they weren't going to do it. And, you know, forgiveness, rent forgiveness is not going to pass to them sufficiently. They tried to sell the theater chain to uh, Warner Brothers and some other studios, and the studios laughed at them. The studios are trying to go with uh, direct streaming now.
1: Yeah, they should sell Thanks. the fucking Netflix if they're <laughs> sell to anybody.
0: That's exactly what they're trying to do.
1: Maybe Netflix, would, Netflix could revive it. But, um, well, that, that's an interesting sort of point. It's disappointing. I'm not a big theater-goer, movie-goer, so, but I do love movies. I generally tend to watch them like way after they're gone. So I uh it's a good pivot in a sense to like instead of all the bad things – that this pandemic has brought, there are some good things. And, and one of them is that, uh, you know, on a super, super uh, superficial level, is that like now, because they, they can't really show movies in theaters, now they're showing them, uh, you can watch them at home, right when they come out, yeah. which is fucking awesome. I wish they'd done this years ago. Uh, that, that
0: was never, that was never a bad idea. and uh, It's not a bad idea for people to work at home either, if they can. The more people you can get to work at home, the more logical it is to have them work at home. You save the commute, you save gas, and you save all kinds of shit. Yeah. Uh, so by all means. But, you know, who needs a pandemic to exercise that logic? Just do it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, do well, it. it takes people. Sometimes it takes a big event to get people to change their ways, I guess. But, yeah, I'm a big fan. I don't know if you heard. Uh, now, what's your, what's your streaming status now? We had a long thing going here on the Rocksgiving specials where I – Try to convince you to get the Netflix streaming, and you didn't quite understand that it was.
0: The, I am in the, very good shape streaming-wise now, and I've seen just about everything that's worth seeing.
1: Well, what are you uh, on now? What systems are you on? Because that's the other part that kind of sucks. Now you got to have all these different services. So who who are you? What's your who are you? What, well, what card are you also, holding you on also, streaming?
0: You can also pay-per-view, and uh, if you're smart, you can use you know free trials and just like that. Yeah. Oh, so pretty much, I I can get access to anything I need to get access to. Um, I'm not on, um, right now. I'll, I'll get back on that. Maybe. What's that? that I lost
1: you there. You're not on what?
0: Oh, I'm not on CBS prime right now. Yeah. Uh, I was for a brief time and I got to see the important, I got to see the stuff I wanted to see on it. Uh, if I get back on, it, it'll it only be, be because I love lower decks. Uh, star Trek, lower decks, is a, hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I have to admit, that this would very much surprised me, I actually loved Star Trek Picard. I hate Next Generation. I hate Next Generation. I blame everything... I blame all the woke snowflake bullshit of today on Star Trek Next Generation. That was the the grassroots cause of all of this shit. Uh, so I cannot stand that show. I just literally fucking hate it. I want it brought to the hog for crimes against all of humanity. Yeah. But Star Trek Picard... Uh, I thought it was a very good show because it's not at all like Star Trek Next Generation. It's like 100% different. It was, it was a very good show. So I enjoyed that and I wouldn't mind seeing the second season. Uh, and like I said, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks is very good. Isn't that like uh, a just,
1: sitcom kind of thing?
0: Is it animated? Sort of. Yeah, it's animated. Yeah. And it's very funny. It's uh, it's very much like Rick and Morty. All right. Um, so it, it's that kind of humor. It's very fast, very funny, and completely absurd. Yeah and just a hell of a lot of fun. And it's got lots of Easter eggs to longtime Star Trek fans. So of every generation. So, yeah, I think it's a great show. I just love it. Interesting. And I I do look forward to another uh, season of Picard. Uh, I I was very surprised to to find out how much I liked that show. Um, But the sort of like Star Trek Discovery kind of just doesn't do it for me. Uh, It's way, way, way too fucking busy and kind of silly. Uh, no one ever stops to catch their breath on that damn show. There's always just one crisis after another and it's constantly ongoing and none of it makes a great deal of sense. So I kind of have trouble with that. And the third season, I'm not that keen to watch because it's people are just blasting it. A lot of the the stupidity and stuff that, that I criticize is apparently kind of gotten worse. So um, I'm not that keen on those, but I do like the other two. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that was for, um,
1: that's CBS. CBS. Fine. All right. I don't have right. that one at all. So, okay.
0: Uh, Peacock, NBC.
1: I got Peacock. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, that doesn't cost anything.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it, at least if you have Comcast. I have Comcast.
1: I have Comcast. So it does, it, yeah, it's free. Yeah. It
0: costs nothing. So uh, I get that for free, and I've actually found a few things I like on that uh, periodically. Yeah. Uh, I occasionally see some stuff from Amazon. Um, Off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember what exactly is what and who has what. Yeah,
1: it's hard to keep track of sometimes.
0: It, yeah. It's very hard to keep track of. Uh, I thought The Mandalorian was good I'm not It's not going to kill me if I don't see any more of The Mandalorian But I thought it was a pretty good series as far as, uh, You don't love comedy. Baby Yoda? Well, Baby Yoda's just kind of silly to me But yeah, he's okay
1: uh, <laughs> Yeah It's crazy how like things can take off like that Fucking Baby Yoda's like like uh, Like an icon already yeah, like a fucking year. It's kind of weird. <laughs>
0: yeah, I sort of find it laughable, but I can see where it's very marketable and it does work. So uh, why not make the most of it? And who it's would? It's genius. But Disney.
1: It's like a it's tiny little genius. fucking like you take you take like who? <laughs> how did they not think of Baby Yoda till now? It's like holy shit. that's this, this well, thing's like I, I the greatest. Yeah, I I don't even I like. I don't even like Star Wars. I've never even seen. I've seen the first three movies, the original ones, but. I never really got into it. It's one of those things, I think, that people like, you're either into it and you get really into it, or you're just really not, you know. And I'm like one of those people who's just not. Like, I haven't seen the other six-plus movies, you know. The, uh, first, you the know.
0: first two movies were fantastic.
1: You mean the, the original last. originals?
0: Yes, the original originals. The um, And Empire Strikes Back was especially good. Uh, the very last of the... Uh Lucas Ones was pretty good. It had a lot of silly stupid shit in it, but it was pretty good. uh the rest of them stunk just straight up yeah they they just weren't that good. There were huge special effects things no question and th- those were something to marvel at but i mean story wise character wise they were just shit um uh, and you know the acting in most of them was pretty crappy too, but that was true in all of them.
1: Well, the thing with uh, Star Wars is it's very emblematic of how culture sort of changed because it was like in a lot of ways from the very beginning because they were the ones who kind of came up with the whole idea of like just flooding the market with like a thousand fucking toys and shit. And that's oh, like... Oh, yeah. Right? But that Star was,
0: Trek was... Rev- Star, uh, or Star Wars. Star Wars right. was, re- was revolutionary. Right. Uh, it completely changed the look of Sci-Fi uh, permanently. I mean, every show that followed Star Wars uh, followed Star Wars lead. And when you used to have space sci-fi, it was pristine. It was like the original Star Trek. You know, there's not a spot of dirt everywhere. Everything's just immaculately clean. You could eat off the fucking toilets. Yeah. And it was artificial. Where as soon as Star Wars came along, everything looked gritty and pitted and lived in. Uh, It was dirty and very realistic. And Alien followed suit with that. And all of sci-fi has followed the example of those two movies since.
1: Right. So then, in a sense, so that that kind of originally set the stage. But then, like, 'cause I grew up in, like in the 90s, and by then Star Wars was like old. It was like a 70s, early 80s thing. Yeah. And then it like it sort of set the stage for what we're seeing nowadays with all these reboots and shit. Like I remember, all of a sudden, I don't remember when. I'm sure the hardcore fans will know, but it was like all of a sudden it was like they're gonna make another Star Wars. That was the Jar Jar Banks one, and it was like <laughs> what? It's like, what are you talking? Like, wait a minute, they're gonna bring—they're bringing Star Wars back and making three more of them. That's—that's that's crazy. That's insane. That movie came out like fifteen, twenty years ago. Wow. And it's now the it's most like
0: instantly De- and permanently hated characters in all of pop culture. Jar Jar Binks ranks right up there.
1: Yeah, Jar Jar Binks. Scrappy Banks. Doo. All you gotta do is Jar Jar
0: is- Binks, Scrappy Doo, uh, Doogie Howser, and Wesley Crusher—the four most instantly hated and permanently hated characters in all of pop culture.
1: Wow, you hate Doogie Howser?
0: Everybody hates Doogie Howser.
1: Uh, I'm indifferent on Doogie Howser. I don't really... I don't care one way or the other Doogie about Houser him. is the ultimate yuppie fantasy. The rest all agree fantasy. with. It. The, the agree ultimate
0: with yuppie fantasy. He's like, you know, the super whiz kid. Uh, he's the, the super successful yuppie at like age 14. And he's completely false and artificial and ridiculous.
1: I think you got... Yeah, I don't know. You'll have to work out your... <laughs> You have know, to work out your your Doogie Hauser issues. Uh, I don't know. I never had that kind of uh, issue with them. But anyway, so to get back to what I was saying originally about this is the good thing about the way things have happened is uh, I don't know if you have HBO Go. That's the new one. I I just got. I have HBO. It's like Comcast. Like I have H I have Comcast, and with my Comcast, I have HBO. So by virtue of that, I also have HBO Go, and this is or HBO Max. It's called or something.
0: It's right. their
1: version. It really irritates I have, I have me. Have the
0: full com- I have the full Comcast, so I must have it too. But I haven't even heard of it before now.
1: If you have HBO, then you have HBO Max. Um, right. Uh, but you got to fucking... This is the irritating part, which uh, uh, irritated me until I went through all the fucking necessary steps to get the HBO Max on my TV, which is like they, they're, they put shit only on the HBO Max, and they don't put it on regular HBO. And it's like... What the fuck? Like, I'm paying the same, if not more, for the the original, real fucking HBO. Right. So just give me the same shit you're putting on HBO Max, even if you just put it on the in the on-demand section of the cable. Like, don't make me have to go and do this. But they did, and I went and got it all straightened out, and it's really great. I'm really happy about that, and part of the reason why I finally – took that step. This all circles around, folks, so thank you for for following this insane line of thought. The reason I went through all this trouble this last weekend to get HBO Max is because on Christmas Day, they're going to fucking show the new Wonder Woman movie just, well, I guess for free if you have HBO Max. Seriously? Yeah.
0: I'm glad you told me that. I would have missed it otherwise.
1: Yeah, Wonder Woman 1984. It's the big sequel that was going to come out this summer, and I really don't like super super. Yeah, that's how that's how much I don't like superhero movies. I was going to call them superhuman movies. Um, <laughs> I'm that out of the loop on superhero flicks. So, but I do love Wonder Woman, and uh, I'm a big fan uh, of that of that movie and the series and Gal Gadot. So. Uh, I, you know, that was one I was really would have gone to the theater to see. So I was, like, over the moon last week when I heard this. Yeah, so if you're, if you're on HBO Max, uh, they got Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. It's the kind of thing well, like, I, holy shit, how could you not? This is fucking awesome, you know? I,
0: I know what I'm, what I'm doing, doing Christmas, Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah, I got something to watch.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's...
0: Advanced Word on it is really bad, by the way.
1: Oh, well, you'll hear more towards Christmas. This just right. came out. This news just broke like last week. So, what's the point in, you know, what's the point in telling anyone? You'll see it. Do you watch regular TV anymore? Uh,
0: by regular, you mean the networks? I haven't watched network TV in like 30 years.
1: Like cable TV. Like, this, just good old fashioned turn the TV on, flick around, see what's on.
0: Oh, like, you know, sci fi and IFC and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. In general. Yeah, sure. Do you oh, think, hell yeah. I guess the other part of it is. is because we're from a different generation. People don't understand it. I think you're probably in line with me, but it's like, you, so you see commercials, right? Some people don't fucking see commercials anymore. Right. Yeah.
0: You know what really sucks on that? I spend more time on YouTube than any other streaming service. and I, YouTube has got amazing stuff available. I mean, it really does. Uh, but it's loaded with fucking commercials. It just drives me nuts.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, it's free, right? So that's how they get you.
0: Yeah, that's how they get you.
1: But yeah, HBO Max—they have a couple of good movies. I'm actually gonna—well, we get to what we'll be doing tomorrow or uh, or on Thursday. I'll talk about that. But yeah, there's two two good movies. And actually, if you have regular HBO folks who are listening, uh, the tomorrow night on HBO—it's like it's fucking—I'm not sponsored by HBO, but if they want to sponsor me, um, they can. But uh, yeah, tomorrow night on HBO. um, This is a, a rare instance. And I kind of was like, oh, fuck you, fuck you, uh, fates, in a sense, because after I finally got all that hooked up on my TV and went and got an Amazon Fire Stick because they can show HBO Go, the Roku can't show HBO Go, or whatever, HBO Max. Um, so I get all that straightened out, and then I'm watching HBO regular on the TV. And then they say that they're going to be showing one of the reasons why I got the Fire Stick, which is this uh, very enticing – Ninety-plus-minute DB Cooper documentary that's going to air tomorrow night on HBO. I'm taping it. I'll be watching AEW wrestling, but um, but yeah. So that's I got I got a full plate here for the holiday weekend as far as viewing stuff. Have you ever looked at the DB Cooper case?
0: Uh, I know about the case, but I've never seen this particular uh, thing you're talking about.
1: Well, it hasn't aired yet. It's coming out tomorrow night. Right. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm familiar with the case.
1: What do you What do you think about that? It's a very interesting.
0: Oh, he got sure. away. he's alive and well somewhere in richest sin. <laughs> well, he could, be, he could be
1: dead by now.
0: He could, well, yeah, he might be dead by now. But you know, my guess is he died of natural causes in an island in the Bahamas somewhere.
1: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting case. I'll be interested to see the documentary and see what they what they've come up with. The HBO documentaries are usually pretty good, and I guess they're doing a. Conversely, they're doing an HBO Max only. Documentary series on Heaven's Gate uh, in December. So that'll be cool. Have you looked at the Heaven's Gate case at all?
0: Uh, refresh me. That's the cult? I hear Heaven's Gate and I'm thinking of the movie.
1: That's the cult that uh, they all killed themselves because they thought Oh, yeah, yeah, UFO yeah, yeah was coming and uh,
0: I'll even think of his name in a second, the guy that was kind of bald.
1: Uh, Marshall Applewhite.
0: Yeah, Marshall Applewhite with the really freaky eyes.
1: Yeah, Doe or whatever he called himself.
0: Yeah, he had the Thousand Mile stare and the bald head.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: I'd be interested in seeing that. Yeah, I'd find it uh, – uh, I would like watching that.
1: Well, get, check out and find out – well, you're going to have to find your – if you've got HBO Max, if you're going to want to watch Wonder Woman, so.
0: Absolutely. Yes, I will do that. Yeah, I'm looking I do, that. I find, I, I find tons of great stuff to watch on cable, um, a, a lot of the streaming services. Uh, the, the real problem is you, you just can't keep track of them all, and you can't afford them all. It's literally impossible <laughs> to afford them all. We yeah. need to have some kind of new deal like Comcast where these guys will just flipping consolidate. I mean, you know, just charge us some blanket fee where we can get all of this shit because it's just too difficult to keep track of otherwise.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking at – someone posted a video, a better video of that monolith. It's uh, It looks like it's triangular in shape. So it's like, a, I don't know, I guess a triangular, you know, a long, tall triangular shaft and – you can see oh, that it's like, you can see the screws running down the thing. So it's not all one piece of metal. It's been, it's been, uh. That's
0: interesting. The original pictures, I, the original pictures I saw, it looked like it was, uh. you know, just a regular rectangular.
1: That's um, what I thought, yeah. But the overhead view shows that it's triangular and it's got like screws. It's screwed together somehow. So huh. it's very, yeah, it's interesting. I think it's like an art project or something or an art, you know, one of those things. But, uh. I don't know what.
0: Someone with too much time on their hands and nothing else to do.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a, it's it get them attention. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when they reveal themselves, it'll get them attention.
1: It's a nice little stunt, I think. And, um, you know, it's cool. Uh, it's, I guess let me put it this way. It's, it's nice in this day and age that it's not something that people are going to fight about. <laughs> you it's know, not I political.
0: Mean, no one can yeah. get upset about it. It doesn't call any names. Uh, it doesn't have any weaponized language attached to it. Right. It's yeah, just so, a metal,
1: a stick of metal in the dirt, and it's like here, look, like just talk about this for a while, you know. And that's cool. We, we, we need more of that <laughs> shit instead of people fighting yes. about like what it means and what's who's behind I it. Agree.
0: And, We've got to get rid of identity politics. <laughs> If I'm worried about anything from Biden presidency, it's the fucking identity politics. Some of the Democrats have woken up and are are literally woken up and are starting to recognize that the woke have taken them over and and ruined them, which is the truth. So if they're smart and if Biden is smart, they're going to follow that lead and and fall back more centrist.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, performative wokeness. Let's put it that way. I consider myself woke. I'm just not a fucking asshole about it. If that makes any sense. It's like I'm. I'm. I'm extre- Anyone who knows me knows I'm extremely fucking liberal. It's just that Well, just, I am you know.
0: too, but I'm not woke. Woke is not liberal. Woke is is. <laughs> what do you call woke? Woke is uh, all the sinless people in the world casting stones at all the sinners in the world. Now they're the Pharisees and Sadducees of today. There's nothing liberal about them. Nothing. They they call themselves liberal is a blasphemy to the, to the word.
1: Yeah. Well. I, you know what I'm saying though. I use generalities. Yeah, I do. Yeah. The. Yeah, I do. I, I, so I just, I just don't need to. Li- I, I, I just don't see the need to like tell other people to straighten out because uh, <laughs> I've, I've already straightened out. So they need to fucking, you know. What good is it? To me, it's like this is the thing too. It's like, I, just like I don't believe if I saw someone here. I don't know what it's like in Colorado, but here it's like you got to wear a mask and everybody does it. Um, oh yeah,
0: it's it's mandatory here.
1: Right, right, but then you still get your your random.
0: Paulus is one of the budding communists. He's our governor.
1: You still get the random people that want to, like, they don't. They just want a confrontation or some shit. So it's like, you know, it's get kind of tied into what we're just talking about. It's like I don't, I just let them do their shit. I try not to fucking, you know, unless they're causing a ruckus. I don't like, I don't engage people like that and go, hey, you should be wearing a fucking mask. It's like that. They want you to do that. That's why they don't wear a mask. They want you, They want to be told not, you know, they want to fight with you, so so don't.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of afraid of, you know, bureau, snitch bureaus being set up. That's already happened in England and Australia. Uh, you say that there's a listener in Australia, pipe in. You, you heard what I had to say earlier, pipe in. Well, she's not on the say, chat
1: right now, so I don't know. She'll be oh. listening later, yeah.
0: Well, if, if you listen later, pipe in. Uh, if you want to say I'm full of beans, go ahead. But the news that I get out of Queensland... It is really, really bad. Uh, you know, back me up on this.
1: Do they have Do they have beans in Australia? Or are you full of... Oh, you're full of... You're full of dingo droppings, Bruce. <laughs> are we like, what?
0: you crappy American. You don't even know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Well, sis, you, you remember our your obsessed fan there, my buddy Joe V, who writes every year with, like, way too many questions. And I... Lambasted him. I think last year he even said, "Well, I haven't even listened to the last few years." And I'm like, "What the fuck are you sending in all these questions for? You're you're a psychotic." <laughs> so, I,
0: I have not all of my fan base is exactly sane. I'm sorry to say.
1: This is this guy is the most insane. I don't know what his, I don't know what his issue is. But so I told him. He texts me all the time. So I told him, I'm like, "Well, you know, doing the show on Tuesday, uh, I should have just kept my mouth shut." But I had to sort of rub his nose, and I'm like, well, don't. you're not allowed to send questions anymore, so don't be sending shit. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you're banned. You're banned from sending questions, dude. You say you don't even listen to the show, but you send in questions. That's that's a bannable offense. Sorry, but I, it's been all of America. I make the fucking rules. Um, so then he's like, come on, man. And I'm like, <laughs> fine, dude. This is really like a real text exchange. So I'm like, fine, dude. <laughs> You can send in three questions and that's it. Because he used to send like, like fucking nine questions. Like it would take half, like half the fucking Rux giving special would be answering his multi-part, just, just mouth diarrhea. So.
0: Did I think any of them were good?
1: You always, you were always way too nice to this guy. I'll give oh, you okay. credit that you are, as the, as the Urban Dictionary suggests, you were sweet and loving. So. so.
0: And the giant in the bedroom.
1: There you go. Uh, this is only going <laughs> to encourage him to write more. But if
0: only, if only.
1: So he, so I guess my edict worked because, in a way, I said you can only send in three questions. Of course, he sent four because, you know, I think it's some. That's okay. Yeah, I think it's some passive-aggressive way of him being like, I'll still get my way. But anyway, but so, so <laughs> we're we're in like the last half hour, and so I have four questions here, so let's do those. We've done three quarters
0: of our time already. Seriously,
1: I know, I know.
0: How do these things, How do these things fly? They just fly.
1: It's uh, well, you know, I, I'll probably repeat myself at the end of the show, but it's like every year we, you know, it's like it's like you and I just come into town for Thanksgiving and meet up at the bar, pretty much. That's that's sort of the vibe of Rock's yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the, our, my Canadian superfans, They don't quite yet. They're new to the show, so they don't quite understand what Rock's is. But,
0: well, Pamela, uh, welcome, welcome.
1: Yes. You gotta open, go listen eh? listen to all the old Rox Givings and by the time you get to tonight's show you'll have a, a deep fondness and affinity for uh Rox because it's
0: Come on in, holzers. Yeah. My it, my first. I lost my virginity with a Canadian. She was a wonderful girl.
1: There you go. And
0: I'm very fond of Canadian.
1: All right. I like Canadians too. Um, so so okay, so here is what uh certifiable Joe V says. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, Question number one, Uh, there's been a lot of new development in Colorado, along with more transplants from other parts of the U.S. What are some of the changes you've seen to your home state over the last few years? Has the local culture changed?
0: Well, yeah, Uh, I've got to say, and technically I'm a registered Democrat, okay, but I have to say this. The state was always better when it was a red state than since it became blue. Uh, Like I said, Paulus is a burgeoning uh, communist. And uh, the the mayor kind of follows suit We have uh, BLM protests here like crazy Uh, They were just a block away from my house Uh, They were streaming down for literally miles And, you know, two lanes side by side uh, Presumably going to the Capitol to protest And the funny thing about all these guys in the Capitol is they say, oh yeah, let them protest That's a good thing, that's a good thing Until they go to the Capitol building and then they call the police in Then they, they say, oh yeah, the police can do something about this now but um, we have a lot of that bullshit going on in the state. Uh, things that are good, we did get the uh, the marijuana passed legally. Uh, there are a few more states following suit now. There were four of us originally. I think a couple more have now followed suit. Uh, that is actually going exceedingly well. Uh, I know someone who does work for the IRS, and uh, he's a good friend of mine, actually. And he says um, they never have any problem with taxes. They're always on time with their taxes. They are completely forthcoming. They're very straightforward because they make a lot of money. They're doing very well. So uh, I'm kind of proud of that. Uh, Our microbreweries are legendary uh, nationwide. Uh, It kind of changes hands periodically between us and Oregon as to which of us has more microbreweries at any given time. Uh, I believe we still have more or, or have more now, but you know, change, you check every week because it changes. I find new microbrewers all the time, and I buy from them constantly. In fact, I only drink the microbrewer beer. I had a uh, Claymore from Great Divide earlier. Uh, that's a, I, I got myself oiled coming in. I was just finishing that beer up and popping the top of the second, if you were here at the, at the start of the show. Uh, I'm drinking a um, 1554 now. From uh, They're not great to find. Who are they? I'm going to have to take it into the light to have a look. Uh, it's an excellent beer. Um, I, I just drink the microbrewers all the time, and that they're local. Yeah. So uh, as far as all that has gone, that's been fantastic. Uh, the willingness to embrace violent protests, and let's not – let's not words. They are violent protests. Uh, it is not a peaceful protest when I mean, you're destroying property and menacing and actually killing people. Yeah. that is not remotely a peaceful protest. And if you say anything like that online, then you get pictures of you know Jesus in the temple saying peaceful protest. Say so, no, Jesus would have told you this is not a peaceful protest.
1: Yeah, Jesus but you have to understand too, there are agitators. At these you know, these, right. pro- to- these protests aren't just one group of people. There's you know, they attract uh, in a lot of cases. There are these they you know, the people. They find out that the people who cause a lot of these problems are fucking white supremacist agitators. So.
0: Yeah, they're also backed by George Soros. George Soros is backing these motherfuckers. And he's not alone. There are others that are doing this too. All
1: right. Um, let's move. Let's move on to the next question. Um, uh, is Certifiable Joe V wants to know: How would you describe the general paranormal or esoteric scene in the '90s? Was that time frame a genuine golden age for the field? Do you think there was more of a sense of wonder or willingness to su- suspend hypercriticism? And I'm going to throw a little hypercriticism in here now because this is, if you count, this is now five questions. He's hidden within two. Okay. Um, here, No, it's not okay, Bruce. It's not no. okay. We keep this give this bad. guy a pass every year.
0: Stop. He's Don't a, do this. <laughs> Too bad. Too bad, control. Joe, whoever you are. Yeah. Stop.
1: Anyway, yeah. So how would you – I'll go again. How do you describe the general paranormal scene in the 90s? Was it a golden age or uh, – you think there was more sense of wonder or willingness to suspend hypercriticism? I I think that is the case myself, but we can get into that. But what do you think?
0: Uh, Yes, I do. I think it was as close as we we were ever going to get and as close as we're ever going to get to a golden age for that. Look, that's when I published my books, understand? And then in came W, and boom, everything's crashed down. It's all done again. Stuff that was uh, available through the Freedom of Information Act has been reclassified, and it's now no longer available. Yeah, the, the hammer came down as soon as W came in. Uh, So the closest thing we were going to have to a golden age of that was probably the 90s, yeah. Yeah,
1: there was definitely a sense of wonder. um, They just don't see – you see a little bit of it now with the UFO thing. It's kind of making a comeback, but it was sort of more of a A wise sense of wonder back then.
0: Notice that was in the Trump administration, curiously. I'm not sure what to make of that.
1: Uh I would suggest lack of oversight. I think whoever was working the UFO story within the government probably, like, didn't have to. It was probably kind of freewheeling. That's my theory. But I'm sure other people will say, no, 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 this is all calculated and shit. But it's like, ah, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of it. Uh, he created the Space Force. Uh, I know he's been regular on UFOs. I, I don't know if I sent you the uh, story on or stories on that or not. Uh, he's a little cagey about that, but he, he's been read in. The presidents are all read in. If Biden has not been read in, he certainly will be.
1: Yeah, well, I, had an, I heard an interesting theory. I was talking to my friend Walter Bosley, and he suggested that what people don't look at is uh, vice presidents. And vice presidents are all apparently uh, man, uh, run, manage, or whatever. Uh, they're connected to NASA, Well,
0: yes and no. You see, it's curious there. We have a historical precedent for that. Uh, With the atomic bomb, the only people that knew about the atomic bomb, aside from the scientists working on it, the Manhattan Project. Uh, Aside from the scientists, Colonel Leslie Groves, who was in charge of the project, knew about it. Uh, And uh, Roosevelt knew about it. And uh, the Secretary of State, who I think was Henry Simpson at the time, he knew about it. They were the only ones. Uh, The Vice President did not know. Truman did not know until he assumed the office of the president. That's how secret that was. And that's who handled it. Uh, so uh, vice presidents, really not sure. However, if the vice presidents are all connected with NASA, then yeah, they, they are probably fairly well read in on it, or at least aware. Let's say they're aware. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So yeah, the nineties were, were great. And I think I was talking about this with another friend this week, uh, reflecting on this and just on a personal level, I would say that it seems there was that sense of wonder in the nineties. And I think it was definitely fueled by the X-Files and he has an X-Files question here. So this good segue, but, uh,
0: I would agree. The X-Files was, was influential in, um, opening people's minds, if you will.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, uh, what's interesting Is that if they got to follow that thread to the real world, it's like right after the '90s ended, you know, when the new millennium started, that's when you got this uh, this really kind of like obnoxious, in my view, um, sort of sense of entitlement from UFO world, where they the disclosure thing became the big thing. They just uh, it was all about getting the government to reveal the truth about aliens.
0: Well, the whole Disclosure Project was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, That was a a psyop, and it was precisely (laughs) – that was created in order to sour the mood on UFOs, frankly, because for all the talk about openness, uh, Stephen Greer was behind that. He lives in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Stephen Greer is a well-meaning idiot, and he's an attention seeker. Uh, He he takes all kinds of testimonies, and he publicized testimonies that he said he was going to keep secret. And a whole lot of people got pissed off about that. Uh, there was one of the astronauts got pissed off about that. He said, look, this is off the record, and he said it was going to stay off the record, and you're dragging my name into it. Uh, so Greer was doing a lot of that crap, and he was stupid enough to believe that what he was telling the head of the CIA, he had a private meeting with the CIA, and the head of the CIA listened to him talk for like two hours and then said, that's really amazing. I never knew any of this. I'm sure the president doesn't know any of this. Thank you for sharing. Which is just bullshit. Of course they knew. They're just finding out how much he actually knows. Yeah. Uh, the guy's a moron. Um, he takes contradictory evidence from different people, not even recognizing it's contradictory, and tosses it all out there. But anyone examining it, like me, is going to notice that it's contradictory, and they're going to throw it out. And that was the entire idea behind the whole psyop in the first place. That's why that was all done.
1: <clears throat> um. Yeah. So that's kind of my take on it. Like, uh, the sense of wonder and sort of the excitement of that era gave way to uh, this kind of obnoxious sense of entitlement uh, in the new millennium. Now, we're back to X-Files. Question number three from the certifiable Joe V. Um, He says, let's play Chris Carter. Let's say Chris Carter came to you and said, Bruce, here's the whole library of the X-Files series, including the not-so-hot season 11 from 2018. Tell me how to revive this property. What instructions would you give him to revive or reboot the series?
0: Well, first off, you got to get uh, the two right leads straight up. you got to get a couple of good actors with charisma and, and sufficient chemistry. Actually, more chemistry than Duchovny and uh, Julian Anderson had in the first place, frankly. Um, but you would need to find the right actors. You need to find some good writers. And if you were really smart, uh, where it really went to shit in the revival it went with a lot of really bizarre right-wing conspiracy shit that it, that just does not make any sense at all, um, and everyone blasted it for that and laughed at it for that. Uh, so you need to ignore that shit if you're looking for real conspiracies. And this is historically this historically bears out. Left-wing conspiracy theories almost always bear out. They may always bear out. I'm not sure. I can't think of any ones that haven't, uh, but they almost always bear out. Right-wing conspiracy theories never flipping bear out.
1: <laughs> now, give me an example of what you mean here. What's the difference?
0: Uh, the UN, the United States is handing all of its authority over to the UN to take over our country and the rest of the world. Uh, that's my favorite um, conspiracy theory from right-wing. Uh, all the shootings are so that our guns can be rounded up and, and there will be no more guns in the hands of anybody. That's never happened.
1: Yeah, any I know. I, you're, you're like me. You're old, too, now. So, it's to me, it's like any time I hear these things, I'm like... Dude, I'm like forty, whatever, and it's like they and you guys have been saying this for like twenty years. No one's come to take your fucking guns away. Like, get that.
0: And they're not going to.
1: Right, like it's not. They're what, they're what, going like, to. I don't even know. I mean, it's just crazy. But oh, you know, sorry. So those are right wing. What's a left wing conspiracy?
0: Left wing conspiracy theories. Uh, prisoners at Vacaville were used for secret government experiments that happened to be true. Um, MK Ultra happened to be true. Uh, mind control experiments, yeah. uh, mind controlled assassins and um, patsies. Uh, let me th- let me think. What are some other ones? Uh, the, the government is using our cities for germ warfare experiments? That turned out to be true. In fact, now that's open knowledge, and it's even been uh, authorized by Congress. Uh, yeah, those all turned out to be true. And there are numerous other ones. Those are just ones off the top of my head that I can toss out and say, yeah, they're all true. Yeah.
1: All right, so that's your advice on reviving the X-Files.
0: Yeah, if you're going to go with the conspiracy theories, go with the smart ones.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you throw out idiot
0: shit, it, people, people know idiot shit when they hear it. Um, you don't want to do that. That and even the original X-Files went a little crazy sometimes. I thought their entire myth arc story was just nuts. Uh, in fact, those, I never watched those episodes. Yeah. I forced myself to go and rewatch all of those episodes because I, I never could plug into them. And they just really don't make any sense. Uh, whatever it was they were trying to say, uh, what is this? You know, if you're going to have some kind of overarching conspiracy, make it something a little more realistic and something that anyone can, can grasp. Yeah. Uh, kind of go that direction. Those would be my recommendations.
1: Um, and now – in a testament to how creepy this guy is, he actually mentioned something we already talked about. So, uh, so in his fourth question, over the limit now. He's already asked six total. Uh, his fourth
0: bad, bad question. Yes,
1: his fourth official question is: uh, What are uh, what are some of the local brews you can recommend uh, you can recommend to the audience? It seems like Colorado has a very robust and diverse microbrewery scene. It's like he's listening to us.
0: It absolutely does.
1: Yeah, Uh, just about. Hold on, let me finish his little fucking his little wine. Just about everything in Massachusetts is a damned IPA. So he says I'll be enjoying a Samuel Smith's Brown English Ale tonight. So pretentious sounding. Hope you have a fine brew in hand, Jovi. I do. Uh,
0: That 1554 I was talking about. That's New Belgium. That's one of my favorites. Uh, That's a dark lager. The uh, Claymore, I already mentioned. Uh, Those are my two favorite beers. Yeah. Now, the Claymore is Great Divide. I believe that's Colorado, too. And um, there's another one I just tried. It's uh, Chirpazaria is the name of the company. They're new. Um, It's a Mexican company, local Mexican company. Uh, They make a nice stout uh, called a Churro. uh, It doesn't have a stout aftertaste to it, and it's got a nice kind of little vanilla cinnamon flavoring in it. Uh, without being sweet. Yeah. So, you know, those are currently my three favorites. But definitely the, the Claymore and the 1554, uh, which, again, are a great divide in New Belgium. Those are those are my two favorites. And we have just a magnificent number of uh, micro microbreweries and a hell of a lot of good stuff out there. Indian pale ales, I can't stand them. Uh, they give me incredible buyout.
1: Yeah, well, it's funny. I was going to say, for all of uh, Joe V's grousing about Massachusetts being uh, – Overrun with IPAs. He's absolutely right. It's uh, the I'd say it's like the selection generally is like eighty percent fucking IPA, and you know if you go to liquor stores, most of them, you know, maybe maybe I'm overinflating it, but like predominantly IPAs. It's uh, a little ridiculous. We
0: we have a lot of IPAs out here. I've never understood the popularity of them. I mean, seriously, they just they give me pure bile. I'm just constantly belching bile up the entire time that I have them. Even thinking about it, and belching up bile. It's just horrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've well, here's the thing. It's, this is a perfect, gets perfectly segues back to the beginning of the show. We'll come around in a circle in a sense. That, uh, I drink plenty of IPAs now because it's sort of my you gotta take your shoes off to get on the plane thing. Where it's like, all right, well, right. If, if if your choices are like 80% IPAs, then I guess I'm gonna have to find an IPA that works for me. So I found I found plenty that do um
0: name you know. me a couple i'll try them. name me a couple uh
1: well there's one near me lord hobo it's like uh, my local brewery it's a little different i mean I in the suburbs but it's a little differently here because it's kind of like you have your own sort of very local town beer and that's <laughs> every sure. you, you to go to different places and shit almost public sure. but so yeah anything from lord hobo if you find it uh it's got great distribution, so you may see it uh, where you're around. Lord Hobo. Uh, uh,
0: I wouldn't be surprised. We have an excellent liquor store close by, I mean, the Alameda Liquor Mart. Yeah. I do all my shopping there. They've got flipping everything, and if they don't have it, you can request it; they'll get it.
1: Yeah, ask for some Lord Hobo, Glorious or Angelica. Those are the two that I like, and they have a lager that's really great too. So uh, it's called Freebird. If you're if you like loggers, but I've never really been into like the, a heavy beer anyway. So to me, it's like, I mean, IPAs, they're, they're, I don't know how you'd describe them. They're kind of like fruity in a way. They're kind of like
0: uh, citrus. The, the real difference between IPAs and, like, lagers, uh, IPAs are very heavy on the hops. They've got practically no malt, if any. Uh, I, I prefer malty beers. You need to get the right balance. you got to have a little bit of both. Uh, but I prefer mine a little more on the malty side. And hops just, just oh, they give me bad bottle. Yeah. Just awful.
1: Well, yeah, that's so. I've come to sort of adopt IPAs out of out of necessity. So, but I know exactly what you mean because if I get the wrong one and I drink a you lot got
0: of some it, but stomach acid up, right? Oh,
1: the next day, yeah, it's disastrous, it's just disastrous. So, I've come to. That's why I say I gotta find the right, the right ones. So I'll find sort of a lightish IPA that isn't gonna fucking destroy me, and I'll drink that, and I can get by with that. But if I fall in with, with a bad crowd of uh uh you know ipa's that next thing you know i'm waking up in the morning and i feel like i'm gonna fucking die so it's i can i can totally see that um now we were talking that's it for uh joe v god bless and have a happy thanksgiving joe we'll talk to you next year
0: have a happy thanksgiving joe bad bad sending in too many questions uh, i will say i
1: think i i gave him credit i wrote him back he he did a good job this time i thought I thought yeah, I think so too. Uh, the institution of an editor helped helped him really focus his thoughts because he was Good. he was, I don't, <laughs> You see, you don't remember. I I remember getting all these. He asked these really arcane fucking questions where it was like, you know, do you think the brick type of the fucking obelisk and this and it's like, all right, would you stop, dude? Like, stop, stop. So very performative. Um, but now we're heading into the home stretch. We have got 15 minutes left, so it's time to talk about the holiday. Uh, you know, yeah. Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Uh,
0: oh, I thought of a, I thought of a, hol- a um, Thanksgiving holiday movie that everyone can love. What's up? Adam's Family Values.
1: Is that Thanksgiving? Yes, it is. All right. They celebrate that. that, that. Oh, yeah, she's a pilgrim. Year. She's dressed as an Indian yep. in it. Yeah, I remember that yep. scene. All right. I'll see if they air it around here.
0: Oh, you can find it.
1: Yeah, I know. Me, if, I you know.
0: Do, if you've got Comcast, you will find it. If you've got Com- Comcast and you cannot find something to watch, any time of day or night, any day of the week, any time of the year. There's something wrong with you, not with Comcast. They've got plenty of stuff available, believe me.
1: We need need a sponsorship with Comcast. But, yeah, yeah. So, all right, Adam's Family Values. That's the original one or this a sequel?
0: That's the sequel.
1: Okay, wow. So we're we're recommending Adam's Family 2. Interesting. All right. I bet it's actually pretty good. I liked the original one. I saw you know, the the original – they're both I, I, good. Yeah, I like the they're first. They're both good.
0: One. I think the second one's actually better, but they're both very good.
1: Yeah. Um, now we talked about. I talked about earlier some, you know, good things about the pandemic. Not necessarily like, oh, like, thank God this happened, but what but a nice pandemic. Yes.
0: I haven't seen a pandemic like this in yeah. several years.
1: Where, well, yeah, where instances where shit actually fell on the interesting side or the. Uh, well, anyway, the. I was wondering this. Uh, leading up to tonight's show. I looked into it a couple days ago. I I had heard conflicting reports. So, as you know, I'm a huge, die-hard fucking Macy's fan, Macy's Parade fan. So, I will be getting up on Thursday morning, probably at 8 o'clock, have a couple cups of coffee, maybe, I don't know if it was last year or a few years ago, I had a fucking apple cider, champagne, what do you call those, like a fucking... You know what do you call that? Oh, a, um,
0: yeah, apples. They're just apple ciders. Yeah, but uh, no, Reds what's that drink
1: called? Uh, Red apple ale. No, I don't know what the fuck it's called. So.
0: Or um, when you the, have champagne
1: uh, with a, like a mimosa or whatever, right? So strong.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Strong buzz, another one. Strong is the actual apple cider.
1: Right. Well, no, no, no. I just have regular apple cider with <laughs> with champagne. I'm not a lunatic. So so, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So I Apple am. cider mimosa, essentially. I
0: think Bill. I think Bill Gates is the Antichrist. I am.
1: So.
0: <laughs> Um, And I want to talk to Central Casting about that, because Barney Five is the Antichrist? Come on.
1: Oh, my God. So, yeah, so I was like, what the hell are they going to do with this thing? And I thought I heard that they canceled it, but now here's what they're going to do. So they're going to have the parade. Sounds like they're going to have a shorter version of the parade. They're not going to have people there to watch. Oh, boy. they're, They're going to have people with the balloons, and... They're going to have marching bands, but not like they're not bringing in people from around the country. They're just having New York area marching bands.
0: How are the wind instruments going to play through their masks? <laughs> um,
1: and so yeah, so it'll be it'll be like it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it because in a way, this whole situation has has been an interesting exercise in seeing, seeing things differently. People have had people like movies, uh, you know, the cinemas, movie companies or whatever, studios, they had to adjust. Now we're getting movies at home. And there like, is all these, these when
0: the, when all this When all this bullshit first started, and it is bullshit, I did see that maybe some positive things could come out of it. Now, the only positive things I can see coming out of it are some more direct streaming um, instead of theater releases and um, working at home. Those are the only positive things I've seen out of this. But, again, you don't need a damn pandemic to come up with this shit. What the hell is the matter with you people?
1: Well, I'm also a fan of – now, you're not a sports fan, though, right?
0: Well, you know, I would probably watch sports, except now they've got all the woke shit. And, man, (laughs) have they lost – they have lost their ratings like nobody's business over that crap, too. Their ratings have plummeted this year. The NFL's ratings have plummeted.
1: Well, they don't have any fans there either. That's part of the... That, that would have a lot to do with it. That's, the. That's to me, the interesting part. Like I said, you're seeing things in a different way. You know, I don't know if not having fans there is a good or bad thing, but the all the sports leagues, they're having all these short seasons. It's, it's a lot nicer as someone who enjoys sports, where it's like, oh, thank God, now I don't have to watch 80 fucking games. You're going to play 50 instead, and now they're better... Games. This is much better. So I'm in favor. Well,
0: if that's the case, then more power to it. But yeah. again, they didn't need any kind of panic demic to come up with that shit.
1: No, no, no. Well, they only have all those games so they can make more money. So, you know, to me, it's like just not have as many games. Please, be much better. But so, what are you? What are you going to do on Thursday?
0: I am going to Westminster. Uh, where I'm going to have a is
1: that where the dog Thanksgiving
0: are? dinner. Uh, <laughs> Westminster is one of our. <laughs> <laughs> Westminster is one of our suburbs.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, they're a northern suburb. I'm in the eastern suburb. Uh, it's about the same commute that I have going to work in Commerce City, so about a 20-minute drive. Uh, I'm going to go to Westminster to be with one of my best friends and his housemate, and uh, his younger daughter, and possibly her fiance. I'm not sure if he's coming or not. So it'll be four or five of us. We're supposed to limit ourselves to six, like the police are going to go knocking door to door. We understand you have chosen your basement. We want to see. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to have like five of us. And uh, we're going to have a classic uh, turkey dinner with all the trimmings, and it will definitely be sweet potatoes. I cannot have a Thanksgiving without yams. And uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun. They, by the way, uh, his housemate, my friend is Matt, uh, his housemate Jason, Uh, works the COVID unit in Westminster Hospital. Um, He came down with, he tested positive for COVID uh, three weeks ago. Uh, They gave him absolutely nothing to treat it. They just said take a couple weeks off. He took a couple weeks off. Uh, He did have uh, the loss of taste for a while. I'm sure that's probably come back by now. I'll find out Thursday. Um, And he was mildly sick. I don't think he even threw up, but he was, you know, he had some muscle fatigue. Uh, And Matt didn't have any problems at all. He had, uh, this was before either of them, they had it. Uh, He had um, a headache for a couple hours the night before uh, and felt a little queasy, but he didn't throw up. And he went to bed, uh, got up feeling just fine the next day, and he's been fine since. But they're well past the window of contagion, and I guarantee you they'll have everything wiped down when we go there, aside from which I'm frankly not worried about it in the first place. Uh, But in any event, that's what I'm doing for Thanksgiving.
1: Alright, sounds good. Uh, I'll be uh, doing what I do every year, sitting here on my couch pretty much, watching, uh, watching TV. I'll be watching two movies uh, on the HBO Max. Uh, one is called uh, American Pickle. It stars Seth Rogen. It came out this summer on HBO Max. It's what caused me to lose my shit earlier, uh, because it came out like in July, and I couldn't see it. and It looked interesting, and... Uh, I have HBO, I'm gonna have to go over all that again. <laughs> so <laughs> the premise is that uh Seth Rogan's great grandfather or grandfather whatever was uh, uh, worked at a pickle factory, fell into the vat of pickle juice, was pickled, kept alive for a century, woke up in twenty twenty, um, and then uh now him and modern day Seth Rogan are, you know, uh coming to grips with this Wacky situation. So. Sounds fun? Yeah, it looks really good. Trailer looks good. think um,
0: Sleeper, Woody Allen?
1: No, nah, I don't know about that one. Is that new or oh, that's, is that?
0: of fun. Oh, no, no, that's oh, is that. Was that
1: kind one. of similar plot or something?
0: It was 1970s. Woody Allen is some technician who ends up uh accidentally cryogenically frozen for decades. Ah. And he wakes up in the um uh, future We got, you know, androids running around in the future and uh there's this dictatorship. No one realizes that the dictator isn't even alive. He was destroyed in a bomb explosion. <laughs> but they have his nose, so they want to clone him back.
1: Oh, wow. And um, Woody Allen
0: ends up accidentally becoming like one of the heads of the rebellion against all of that. It's very funny.
1: Interesting. When did this come out?
0: Oh, God, 1970. Oh, wow. i got to look this up.
1: I've never heard of that. Sounds like a funny oh, movie. It's a, very
0: good, it's a very good movie.
1: Yeah, interesting. Um. Yeah, so that's one movie I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching that D V Cooper documentary I was talking about. And then uh, there's also a Melissa McCarthy movie. I'm a big Melissa McCarthy fan. Uh, she She's very funny. Yeah, and uh, she's in what looks like a romantic comedy, which I'm not a big romantic comedy fan, but she's pretty funny in it. And all her movies really turn out to be romantic comedies, like in the end. She always hooks up with some guy she meets along the way, and they fall in love. So... Uh, but she's hilarious along the way, which makes it a fun movie. So, yeah, and she's. The premise of that is like somehow. Uh, this will be really interesting. Like an all encompassing artificial intelligence. You know, artificial intelligence has come alive. And for some reason, it's chosen her to test some premise it has about the human race and love uh, and that. Uh, if it, you know, if she, if it, if, she, if she doesn't fall in love or whatever, I think it's the premise. I, you know, I haven't uh, only going by the trailer. Um, then, that you know, it'll, it'll destroy the human race. So it's like a weird romantic comedy mixed with like a, a sort of a comedic, a comedic uh, actiony situation, not unlike you know your miscongeniality type movie. So, huh. yeah, that could be interesting. She's always funny, so. Just depends on the material and the characters around her and shit.
0: Yeah, sounds good.
1: Did you ever see that all lady Ghostbusters movie?
0: Yes, I did. Uh, I I feel bad for it. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: this whole business of you know trying to force all female casts into what used to be male things. Why? It, it's like having a, a black double O seven and a female black double O seven. It's like you do know who your core audience is, right? And who James Bond is. Uh, If I were to staff The View with nothing but white men, do you think that its former audience would watch it at all? Do you think any audience would watch it at all? So I kind of
1: Yeah, I didn't quite get that.
0: You know, it's not a bad movie. It's a a bit too on the
1: nose. Like, I would have been, you know, uh, I don't necessarily have a problem with an all-lady Ghostbusters, but it's like, why why does that need to be a thing? Like, it should just be, like, have two dudes and two ladies. Why not, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, just... Like, it's an it okay was a
0: movie.
1: Yeah. And the other I, part, I like the, the part of the movie that I didn't like was that had nothing to do with uh, the core cast being ladies, but like, it was that they, like, if they just tried to, like, do the Ghostbusters story from scratch, like, it was out of canon, and it, like, didn't, it just didn't make any fucking sense. It was like, wait yeah. a minute, so there were no Ghostbusters <laughs> in this. Yeah. Universe, as far as I can tell, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I, pretty sure that's what I took away from the movie, that it was like, that, that it existed in a world where the Ghostbusters hadn't started, from what I can remember.
0: Oh, my God, they're already calling time on us.
1: I know, she's tough. Well, we can go a little bit over, but i got to wrap it up after, real quick. Cause oh, yeah, cool. All right, shit. it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, so that was my, my gripe with Lady Ghostbusters. But the new one, talk about movies, you want them to fucking just get out at home. Uh the new Ghostbusters looks really good. So
0: I'll I'll check it out. I actually liked the new Charlie's Angels. I didn't find anything woke about it at all. All the criticisms of it are legitimate. But I I liked it. I thought it was very funny. I was glad to see Kristen Stewart get a chance to be funny for the change.
1: Yeah, I heard that's actually pretty good. So uh I'll I loved check it. Check it out. Uh so we're winding down here. I want to thank Zach Copley and uh Chris and Danielle from We Have Fun. That's our Canadian crew uh, for tuning in and joining us on the live show. Uh, yeah, so that's about it. I'll be watching the parade, watching those movies, watching the documentary, barely leaving the couch. Probably for like three days. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch all that cool. shit. Let me know if
0: Bullwinkle is in the Macy's parade.
1: I don't like Bullwinkle very much.
0: You don't like Bullwinkle?
1: No, he's in a commercial, a Geico commercial or something. And every time I see it, I'm like, fuck, fuck off, Bullwinkle. You're not even... Yeah, he just annoys oh, me. He
0: was, he was great back in the day. He back in the day, back sure in the was, day, I'm sure
1: he was. I'm sure he was good. I just find them like annoying. Not just him, but like Casper, like all these, all these. No, I mean, they
0: ruined Bugs Bunny for God's sake. Bugs Bunny's PC now.
1: <coughs> Can't have that. All right, Bruce. Well, I want to thank you, man. Ten years. It's been crazy. If, if you're down, I'm down for number eleven. So we'll, absolutely. We'll, yeah, absolutely. we need. There's a lot. Feels like there's a lot hanging in the balance here as we go into the next year. So hopefully, like I hold said, predictions.
0: We'll... <laughs> hold predictions. Hold predictions. You can you can laugh at me, or you can say, "Hey, you were right."
1: All right. Yeah. We'll see. You know. Um. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. I feel like we've crossed some Rubicon here, where you know they say it's very post-9/11. We're very 9/11y right now. So it's like you know, this is the new normal. We'll have a chance to right. assess the new normal uh, when we get back together again but it's like i don't right. know if we'll ever be things will never be like they were when we did the 2019 rucks special so but that's Sadly. fucking life man <laughs> that's life 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 goes on life changes you gotta you, gotta, you know swim or, or you get overtaken by the by the other fish so you know we'll see what happens you there bruce
0: yeah oh i thought
1: <laughs> well, I want to thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm going to sign off to the audience now. You can stay on if you want. Uh, oh can...
0: yeah, I I thought there was this moment dead space. And I thought, oh, that was our cut cut off, right? No, there.
1: no, no. I gotta like, all right, you just, all right. I don't really have much to say to the audience. I want, I hope they all have a, a great Thanksgiving. Well, um, oh, yeah, by
0: all means, everybody have a, have, a, have a happy Happy Thanksgiving, despite all the bullshit, and uh, enjoy yourselves. Have fun. I'm yeah. thinking of
1: you. Yeah. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, the folks who are long-time listeners probably wondering, like, okay, now you said Uh I don't want to thank everybody except for, like, two people who wrote – who didn't – two people who wrote to me. Those are the, I only got, like, two emails this year from people who were like, is there going to be a giving?" It's like, dude, this is like fucking ten years, man. Like, like if, you, if there wasn't going to be a giving, I would have told everybody by now. So, of course.
0: Um, oh, yeah, and, and Lauren Coleman, thanks for giving me a laugh. <laughs> exactly. There
1: you go. And Ru- and Rux Kiefer, whoever that is uh, we'll find Look Rux forward Kiefer.
0: to meeting you whenever we meet
1: um so yeah, so you're you're probably wondering like okay what when are we gonna hear from you again, but all so I mean, I will say that uh, I don't know what happened after I finished up the summer of strangeness uh in September, I kind of fell into like an autumn of laziness, and I haven't quite. quite emerged from that yet so uh i wouldn't you know tonight's not the kickoff of the winter of weirdness um i'm not going to be back next week so uh i haven't really decided when when we'll be back or anything like that so you know we got another holiday coming up at uh, the end of next month of course well two uh christmas and new year's so and i'll be back
0: for friedman Without Stanford
1: Friedman, yeah, it's our second year without Stan, so I may even yeah. if uh yes it would be paradoxically lazy if I'm feeling paradoxically lazy, I may cut together like a best of Stan Friedman show and roll that out and not even do a live show uh around the holidays, but you know that depends on how I'm feeling about everything uh as the next month goes by, but i the I guess the the long and the short of it is the fire has gone a little dormant here um. But all it takes is sort of an evening of a few beers, maybe an evening like tonight, um, where I'll sit down and kind of start thinking about, okay, who do, I, who do I want to talk to? Let's do this. Let's get started. And then it'll be off to the races. So uh, I can't predict when that's going to happen. Um, but, if I, but if I was foolish enough to do so, I would suggest – that we'll probably do a couple of episodes in December. And then really, if we're going to do a winter of weirdness, and I would like to, it'll probably start in January or start when winter fucking starts. So I think I, my OCD wouldn't allow me to start the winter of weirdness, uh, even though Thanksgiving is kind of technically the unofficial. So it's like the Labor Day of winter. Or, we
0: got uh, winter here. We, can Memorial Day. we got winter here.
1: Yeah, we had snow here on uh, Halloween, so it wasn't wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, you know how it is. Uh, so yeah, so that's the that's the gist of it. And for the people who are really hardcore listeners, you will notice that I have not left Blog Talk Radio yet. That's how lazy I am. When I left, when I ended the summer of strangeness, I said we were probably going to switch to a new streaming service because Blog Talk failed me over and over again. Uh, to their credit, they've done all right the last two weeks here uh, in November for our two specials. Uh, but that's how lazy I am. I haven't even bothered to go look into this shit. So, uh, but like I said, the spark will come when it comes, and uh, then it'll be off for the races. So sit tight. Be patient. Follow Banal of America on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, uh, and, of course, go to the Banal of America website. Uh, I'm pretty late to update when shit's happening. So, uh, you know, chances are uh, Tuesday or a Friday. I like the Friday slots. We'll probably stay on Fridays. But just check in every random Friday afternoon, and if there's going to be a show for launching Winter Weirdness, it'll be, uh, you know, some Friday, and uh, then I'll have more information for you then. So that's it for the listeners. Thank you all so much again for listening. Thanks to Zach Copley as well as Chris and Danielle from We Have Fun. Uh, Thanks to all the folks who listened live, and thank you to all the people who are listening now on the uh, MP3. Hope you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving. You'll definitely be hearing me uh, before the holiday. Uh, in December before Christmas, uh, we'll have some kind of Christmas special. Um, but aside from that, I uh, you know, not not next week. So, <laughs> so be safe, have fun, uh, enjoy all the food and the festivities, and relax and uh, you know, and give thanks. And you know, thank thank you to all. Thank you to Bruce first of all for doing this ten years now. It's pretty fucking cool that we
0: have I'm looking forward this. to the 11th. Looking yeah. forward to the 11th.
1: It's pretty cool, man. I really appreciate that you. have Become such a big part of the All America family here, man. And um, and like I said, people listen to this shit. Like you know, they were listening to this just now on their way to their grandmother's house, or uh, I making love it. making I would, pies. I
0: wouldn't and miss shit. it. As so long awesome. as everybody wants them, I'm here.
1: Exactly. Well, they're gonna keep wanting them, I'm sure. And uh, you know, and thank you to and thank you to uh, you know, thank you to all the listeners. You guys are awesome. So. Thanks for coming along on the ride, uh, the longtime listeners, and of course the uh, folks who uh, just came along recently. You guys are the best. Uh, I think that's it. So until next time, don't hang up, Bruce. Until- I'm not. <laughs> I usually happy don't have.
0: Happy-, happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, folks. I usually don't have a co-host at the end of the thing, so it's kind of nice.
0: Um- I'm drunk. You can think I'm crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Good night. Oh. you.